Purgatory, and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Aaron Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB in 1998. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today, we discuss season four, episode 13, Hopeless. I forgot that this was that was that's what this is called. Weird. It's like bleak. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, written by Non Hagen, 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 something like that. Uh, directed by Krishna Rao, who also directed episodes of the 90210 reboot, R.I.P. to the legendary Jessica Walter. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. We who was in that. Hero. Oh, God, she was great. Uh, Matt, he also directed episodes of the Magnum P.I. reboot and the Hawaii Five O reboot, which features Rare Bird author Scott Kahn. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, this originally aired on January 31st, 2001. Um, okay, description from Wikipedia. The senior trip is coming up and Joey needs to get the time off from work. Not an easy task, seeing that Drew's nasty mother is her boss. <laughs> okay. <laughs> However, she just like I'm gonna say I just copy and paste these without reading them. So when I read yeah. them to you, it's the first time I've read them. <laughs> totally, so sometimes yeah. it like knocks me off guard. I'm like, all right, that's where we're going. <laughs> Um, anyway, however, she decides to give Joey a few days off if she agrees to go on a double date with Pacey and a wealthy girl named Anna Evans. During their night out, Joey starts to get concerned about Drew's offensive behavior towards Anna. Dawson has his own problems when he and Gretchen go out with her friends, and he is surprised at the problems their age gap cause. Causes? Um, uh, Jack gets some positive attention from Toby. <laughs> that's there that's it <laughs> um okay histories mysteries um on january 26 2001 the 7.7 .7 gujarat earthquake shakes western india leaving 13,805 to 20,000 uh, um 23 dead they don't know the exact oh number my gosh yeah and about 166,800 injured Oh that my gosh. That that's really a, is. That's a huge earthquake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, January 27th, 2001, the Super Bowl 35, the Baltimore Ravens defeat the New York Giants 34 to 7, winning their first Super Bowl title. Cool. There we go. Um, the number one movie is The Wedding Planner, starring uh, Jennifer Lopez and Matthew McConaughey and uh -huh. Alex Karev. I don't know his real name, Justin something, who as the Italian guy who won't leave <laughs> JLo alone. <laughs> For my Grey's Anatomy fans out there, I know there's a few. Alex Karev plays that Italian guy, if you forgot. Um, and number one song, finally knocked from its throne. Uh, uh, independent women is finally knocked from its throne. Uh, is wasn't me by Shaggy oh, <laughs> featuring Ric Ricardo Rick Rock Ducent. Um, it's, uh, I mean, whoo, whoo, whoo. Okay, some highlights from the week. Number 22 uh -huh. is Leanne Womack's fucking heartbreaker. I hope you dance. Dude, that song is like every time I hear it, I think of graduating high school and like a tear pops out of my yeah, eye. Yeah, it makes me cry almost every time. Yes. 
Um, at number 37, Jaded by Aerosmith. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And at number 86, <laughs> Limp Biscuits Anthem Rollin'. <laughs> um, so it was quite a week. Um, <laughs> and there we go. That was uh, that was the day in a nutshell. Yeah, that that checks out. I remember yeah. all of that for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I do feel like the second half of season four is like a little bit more poignant because there was a lot of big life events in both of our lives going on simultaneously. Yeah, <laughs> so yes. I'm sure we'll have more of that to, to share <laughs> as it goes. And like more intense memories because like your whole life was changing. Yeah, totally. Um, so we open at Leary's Fresh Fish. With- yeah, with Gretchen on the phone while she's working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. okay okay and her it's she's like making plans with a friend that's coming to town apparently and then like gail comes up and like rightfully is kind of rude to gretchen i'm just <laughs> yeah, gonna yeah. say that yeah. like you oh, know 100%. Gail's like um where's all the bottles of wine that are selling off the shelf like we're not gonna make money if we don't have them and like you know kind of yeah. just like and like gretchen takes it that like gail is uncomfortable with her, her dating Dawson. Dawson but it's like she's your boss and like you're talking on the phone on shift. like it seems kind of busy too like and yes. Gretchen is saying how much wine they've already gone through and like she's Gail's like well maybe if you weren't talking on the phone you could go get the other case of wine like hello yeah. <laughs> and like and so like Gail is like Gail like leaves right as Dawson comes up with the case of wine, which like yeah. I guess Gretchen had sent him for. Yeah. And like Gretchen's kind of like, so is your mom? Is like this a thing that I need to worry about? Like this is about us, you know? Yeah, yeah. And Dawson's <laughs> and like, like, yeah, Dawson's Dawson. Dawson like, no. says that it's because she's so pregnant, and I just have like some questions about how time is working in Dawson's Creek. I couldn't agree more. This doesn't make <laughs> sense. Because like. If she found out she was pregnant in what September, October, October, and it's, and it's January like, now, yeah. she's not that be- pregnant. <laughs> no, she wouldn't barely be showing. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, so Gretchen's like, well, you know, I just like hope it's not because I'm dating you, which like apparently Gail knows. Question mark. I know. So it's like, like now everyone knows. Yeah. So and, like, weird. And, like, Dawson's trying to, like, calm her down. Is like, no, no, of course not. Like, she loves you. And Gretchen, who actually is a fucking grown-up who understands how shit works, is yeah. like, yeah, she likes me as her employee and as Pacey's sister. But, like, shit yeah. changes when you start dating her 17-year-old son. Yeah, because, like, in California, it's illegal. Like, <laughs> Just, uh, she's 21. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> in my friend group, that would have been illegal. I would yeah. have shamed you mercilessly, but whatever. We'll get to that. Um, so Gretchen's like, you know, well, like, now that we've been dating a few weeks, what do you think about meeting my friends? And Dawson's like, sure, some someday I would love to meet your friends. Yeah, he gets a little bit freaked out, you know? Yeah. And it's interesting to me because he was so so obsessed last week with like like putting their relationship on display you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like this is like a really important step of a relationship is like meeting your like you know new partner's friends so like it's kind of bizarre but also if you've only been dating a couple of weeks like 
Is that when you start dating the friends? I feel like it's a little longer <laughs> before you start dating or seeing the friends. I mean, I'm sorry. Meeting the friends. Like, I'm not disputing that, but if the parents already know, like... Sure, sure, sure. You've already uh, met fair the point. family fair point. before the sibling or the friends, you know? Yeah, and that's I a fair point. Later on, she refers to him as her boyfriend. She, I think she does, too. So, <laughs> okay. Um, so, so shit's wild. So shit's, shit's wild because then Gretchen's like, how's tomorrow for meeting my friends? Yeah. Because they're coming to town. Like, we're going to go see a band. And, like, I want them to meet the new guy I'm dating. Yeah. And, like, Gretchen's and- like, Dawson's like, Wee! Is this, is this a good <laughs> <laughs> And like I understand his fear. I'm not like yeah. disputing that. But like no, no, again, no. I'm like, your mom knows that y'all are dating. So like, <laughs> right. you know, it's not that And weird. all your friends know that you're dating. Exactly. You know, so like all of the risk is now on Gretchen and like you want her to be a part of your life, but you're kind of indicating you don't want to be a part of her life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's just like, you know, I want I want my friends to know you as more than the new guy. Yeah. Like, which like fair. Like, yeah. And yeah. like and they lean in to kiss and Gail's like they lean in to kiss over the bar where Gretchen yes. is still at work. Yes. Like just to be fair <laughs> to what Gail because then like, Gail's the is coming in to get a glass of wine to like <laughs> right. bring to a table, you know? A hundred percent. And Gail's kind of face comes between them in the shot. Like, it's like and she, and she just looks like, what the fuck are you doing? Which, like, totally fair. A hundred percent. What the fuck are you doing? Great totally. question. So, so, yeah, we come back from the credits and we're at the Yacht Club. Yeah. And Miss Valentine is giving Drew, like, some hard time about something we don't know. <laughs> yeah. And Joey walks up and Miss Valentine's like, oh, you need anything? And Joey's like, ooh, and no, I think I'm going to... I'm going to come back. I'm telling you I'm here. Yeah. I'll I'm see gonna, ya. Yeah. And because she's like, sees Miss Valentine's mood and is like, woo, I'm... Woo! About oh, yeah. this. No, yeah. No. And Miss Valentine's like, oh, is this about um, trying to get Saturday and Sunday off for the senior trip? Um, and Joey's like, ooh, I was going to actually ask you that when I thought maybe you were in a better mood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, Miss Valentine is not having a second of that and tells Joey, like, it's now or never princess, which is like a great her delivery of that line ooh, is very good. And like Mrs. Valentine said she'll consider giving the time off, giving Joey the time off. But she and Pacey have to go on a double date with Drew and the president of the club's daughter, Anna. Right. And she's yeah. like, if you have a nice time, the days off are yours. And if not, you're going to be working every Friday and Saturday until you like leave for college, basically. Right. And yeah. And. Joey's just kind of like, oh, okay. so she's rich and important. Okay. Well, and I have to say, <laughs> I, have, I have one little bone to pick. Perhaps I'll pick it even more next week when we actually go on the senior trip. But on what planet are these characters the kind of people that would go on the senior trip? Couldn't agree more. <laughs> you could not have fucking paid me to spend an extra second with the people I went to high school with, besides like the seven people I was friends with. Like I was, I, I mean, we went to Disneyland every year with the band, so that was kind of like our senior trip. But like, there was a senior trip, and I was like, hell no, <laughs> I want nothing yeah, to do well, with that. And also, like these kids, like make such a big deal about even school dances, which is like right. the lowest level of like participation in school events. You know, <laughs> sure, like sure. that's like a 
maximum four hours. Like you could only go for one if you wanted, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like a senior trip is like, you know, a whole fucking weekend. Yeah. yeah. It's a super weird thing to bring in, like as if this is something Joey even wants to do. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? I, I Absolutely. And I, I was for like noting it there point. where I was like, huh, we're going to go through this whole rigmarole of the episode. But like, really not like, really acknowledge why she wants to take that time off and go on this right. thing that is kind of out of character absolutely um so we go from there to mr brooks's house where he and Doss- valentine does say that like her and, and pacey are the perfect couple oh yeah that's true she does say that um and we go to mr brooks's house where dawson and him are like editing their documentary you know, and Grams is there and she like she like brings them tea or something and then leaves. And Brooks asks Dawson to do him a favor mm-hmm. and asks him to sign this document saying that Dawson go, can go pick up his pills. Yeah, he's like, oh, Grams ke- or Evelyn keeps like, you know, doing all of my errands for me and I feel really bad. So I'm wondering if you would be able to do it, too. Like, you know, and Dawson's yeah. like, whatever you want. And then Mr. Brooks is like, okay, just sign this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is Dawson 18 yet? We know Pacey is. No, no it says th- there's a point in this episode where they clearly well, state that I'm he's like, 17. Are we going to find that later in the episode? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Again, I just steamroll over your foreshadowing. <laughs> it's kind Up of on. bizarre. <laughs> this you is what it's like to that. be friends with me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, are you trying to hint at something? Let me just say it outright. (laughs) Whatever. You should be used to it by now. Um, So so Grams then, like, comes back. Like, Dawson leaves to go to lunch with Gretchen. Yeah. Or something. Or to just go to lunch. I don't know. And Grams comes back and, like, says she's, like, heard from the nursing agency that Mr. Brooks, like, they haven't received Mr. Brooks's checks this, this month. Yeah. And Brooks is like, oh, the post office is always losing shit. And she gives him some pills and he pretends to take them and puts them in his pocket. Mm-hmm. So. Yikes. Yikes. So then we go over to Pacey and Gretchen's house where Pacey is. Wild. <laughs> was not my favorite person. So and wild. he's like. <laughs> Gretchen walks in and Pacey's like, oh, no, 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 no. And you're like, what is happening? And he's like, you can't go out in that outfit. Okay. Shall we tell the people what she's wearing? She's wearing long pants. Yeah. Like long pants, a sweater that's like, I mean, it's tight, but like, and it's, you know, it's the early aughts. So like some of her belly button is showing. Of like, yeah. Belly. (laughs) But like, she's literally wearing long pants and a long sleeve shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> but I'm just it doesn't matter, but I'm just saying like seriously that's the outfit you choose no, no, to like make agree. a thing like, about. Leasing what she's wearing. It's like heads up boys, the male gaze will not be diverted no matter what we wear, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. it's also not our responsibility to divert the male ba- gaze. That's yours to yep. step back and address your own issues. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so Gretchen's like, I don't really give a shit what you think about my outfit. Like, 
fuck off. Um, what are you still doing here? <laughs> and she, oh wait, no, she has this great diss where she's like, not that you have any credibility to give fashion advice to anyone. <laughs> and I'm like, justice for the people who hate Pacey's Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> I see you all. I don't feel the same way, but I see you all. And I feel like Gretchen really sees you too in this moment. <laughs> so congrats to you. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm just waiting. I'm getting ready to be the perfect boyfriend. Yeah. And she's like, true love waits. And then he drops this weird, like, and waits and waits and waits. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, oh, hi. Somehow we're in a conversation about how Pacey and Joey haven't had sex. Yeah. Oh, are we talking about Joey's virginity again? Yeah, yeah, here we are. It it just keeps like slapping us in the face in these weird ways, right? Much like totally. Joey's bangs. It's just like all of a sudden it slaps you in the side of the face and you're like, oh God, right. Oh, right, right, right. Although I will say I I was um talking to my friend Tanya, my my best friend from high school. And her girlfriend is watching the show and has been listening to us a little bit. And she, I was like, she was like, oh, Ashley made me watch this like one episode. Or I'm sorry, not Ashley. Lindsay made me watch this one episode. And like, um, and <laughs> like, I was like, oh, which one? And she was like, oh, season four, episode one. And she just goes, bullshit that those two did not have sex on that boat. I, and I was like, thank you. <laughs> I think everyone agrees on that factor. Yeah, There's just totally. absolutely no way. Totally. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. I know. Anyway. Possible. Anyway, anyway, but somehow Joey's still We're a virgin and they're not having that. sex still. Okay. It's like, <laughs> like, I cannot believe that. Yeah, exactly. Show it to us in a flashback. What you should have done was they should have had sex on that boat, but you just show it to us in a flashback. Right. Because you, I know you have, like, for your you main character to lose their virginity, like, you have to... And I am calling Joey the main character. Come fight me about it. <laughs> she is. Yeah, really um, could have had the- <laughs> first episode when they come back be that you know or something like that i don't know they definitely could have done that storytelling for sure it is so unbelievable i don't think there's email us if you think that (laughs) if you find that to be believable dawson's.gmail.com please i don't i don't no way no way um so gretchen's like do you want to like do you want to talk about this like seems like going on what's happening happening? pacey's like no nothing nothing and she's like no no there's something so what is it yeah and then her friends honk outside and pacey's like yeah and she's she's like like, okay never mind yeah and then pacey calls after her have fun working the boulevard which i'm like sir she is wearing long pants and a long shirt again (laughs) okay (laughs) okay so anyway although the witters do like to be mean to each other so who knows maybe this is some sibling joking around that like the witters are yeah so he like jokes about you know his brother's sexuality and then makes like fucking inappropriate jokes about sex workers i mean i guess that checks out from their interaction with the father we had last week oof boy um so anyway toby then we see is walking up to Jack's house for. How did he know uh, who, where he lives? No idea. God knows what reason he's walking up. Seeing as he's been super mean to Jack every time yeah. they've met. <laughs> and then Jack comes running up like after like a jog or something. And then is Toby still mean to him? Yeah. Jack's like, oh, I should have known you're the type that jogs. And I'm like, what does that mean? 
<laughs> like you here's the thing athlete? like i don't know what does that mean i mean here's the thing i understand making like jokes about like you know like the joke like do people that run marathons know that you don't have to run marathons <laughs> like you could yeah. choose not to do that i'm i'm into it i'm one of those people if you see me running you should probably start running because whatever is coming <laughs> is bad if my fat ass is running you fucking run too <laughs> Okay, so so I hear that, but also like he's just going for a jog. You know, he plays football. Like it doesn't yeah, like seem like the end of the world. Yeah, like he's an athlete. Like that totally checks out. You know, like these are the kind of jokes that you kind of have to earn to totally. make. You know, totally. And also, like you know, to- it feels like Toby just like can't help himself on being mean to Jack because it feels yeah. like he went there trying to be nice. And then he's yes. like immediately mean. I I, com- I completely agree with you. I mean, I've definitely <laughs> felt that way the whole time. Yeah. It's like this really toxic narrative that we have in the U.S. and probably elsewhere. But I, I've only lived in the U.S. where it's like they're just jealous. Like you're supposed to desire jealousy. And jealousy right. is what, you know, drives capitalism, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really toxic. And we're supposed to crave jealousy, which is like a way to uphold capitalism. Um, but it's like. Well, I don't care if he's jealous of me. I don't want him to be a piece of shit. I don't <laughs> right. crave that behavior. I'd like to not be heckled for jogging. And then Toby's like, oh, this is so that's so country club. You must play a great game of tennis, too. And like, I'm like, OK, first of all, I am pretty good at tennis. I, know. <laughs> I love tennis also. And I watch a lot of tennis. I fucking love yeah, it. Tennis um, is the only sport my family grew up watching. <laughs> I mean, I watch I watch a ton of sports. I'm a huge sports fan, um, but tennis is like really fucking fun to watch. It's per- so particularly fun to watch, Serena yeah. Williams. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and then Jack like just makes this like totally fucking under his breath joke where he goes, "It's golf, actually." And then like <laughs> just they all keep continue on as if he hasn't <laughs> just killed with that. <laughs> so funny. It's great. Yeah. So Toby's like, hey, I mean, yeah, sorry, I'm just here because like I wanted to let you know that like I I do some tutoring um, for does he say kids in Boston. It's like I don't think it's in Boston. I think it's like but it's like inner city, like in the yeah, words inner city code word inner city. Like, <laughs> yeah, OK, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 problematic. And he's like, like, you know, like, could you come? Because like, we just we need people who can read, and and Jack's like, thanks, thanks maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but but like, Toby's like, no. I mean, Jen said that you like really like working with kids, and you know, I I thought maybe it's something you'd want to do. Yeah, and Jack, and Jack's like, I don't want a repeat of the soccer incident. Right. Which is like, I actually think kind of vulnerable and open of Jack to be like, look, like, that's not what I'm looking for. I completely agree. Like, even though Toby's been such a dick, he's just like, Jack is still comfortable being honest and straightforward with him. Yeah. And like, Toby's like, no, they know I'm gay. Like, it'll be fine. I promise. And he like gives Jack the details and, you know. Jack's like, yeah, like you should reconsider and like come on Saturday to whatever elementary school or whatever he says. Yeah. 
So so then we go to Joey and Pacey who are like walking along the water. It's nighttime. They're talking about why they're having to do this and like what this night is going <laughs> to look like. And basically Joey's like, if you want me on the senior trip, we have to do it. And like, yeah. And so this would be the moment where they would explain why they, these two people care about the senior trip. I, I mean, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But we blow right past that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, it's not our, like, we're not going to have fun. It's, but Anna needs to have fun. Like, yeah. So just an FYI. And, and Pacey's mm-hmm. just kind of like, okay. And they like kind of kiss and, you know, yeah. Right and as then, this car pulls up. <laughs> and Anna just pops out of the car and is just like, ooh, sorry, that tree came out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, just like kind of make some joke about being a bad driver. And Drew yeah. out of the gate is a fucking asshole to is her. Is just a like, dick. Like if you thought Drew was an asshole to Joey, like he's even worse to this girl, Anna. For like, yeah. why? We have no idea. No apparent reason. And Anna yeah. introduces herself to Joey and Pacey says hi. So she's like, oh, you must be Joey. And Pacey's like, oh, yeah. Hey, what's up? And Joey's kind of like, yeah, Joey's kind of like, oh, you're not Joey. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And then Drew uses that opportunity to, like, make fun of the two of them. Like, no, right. her, she's Joey. He's Pacey. And you're just like, what is happening? Yeah. He's like, I fucking told you. So they, like, go to get him in the car and leave. And Pacey, like, opens the door for Anna. And Joey gives him this look, like, <laughs> um, excuse me. But, like, here's what I love. I, I kind of love the look because, like, she's 100% not jealous. She is, like, no, no. completely entertained by the fact that yeah. Pacey is, like, kind of, like, flirting with this girl. Totally. She's 100% entertained by it. Like, and that's, like, it's something that's, like, so small, but I also think, like, when looking at her relationship with Dawson and how it's been and how it like was when they were dating and like all of that, like there, and even like Dawson, when Dawson and Nikki had that like heart to heart about like having divorced parents and then Joey got all like jealous about it. Like there's something about this where she's like, she is, I love seeing Joey so secure and confident in her relationship with Pacey that she's like, you can flirt with that girl that I understand. Like I know where we all stand. <laughs> totally yeah yeah yeah. you know but but she kind of but she kind of gives him a look like and what is it that you're doing (laughs) and he's like he's like i'm just being nice i don't know i'm just being nice (laughs) and it's like kind of it's kind of great i kind of love it yeah it's super cute um (laughs) just like because they like non-verbally are still bantering it's like really cute but like still like seem kind of like they have like at least like a decent strong relationship you know yeah yeah totally um so from there we go to mr brooks's house where like they're done editing the movie like dawson keeps questioning like do we need to tighten up these parts and like brooks is just like no lock your picture yeah, yeah. it's done let it go and you like there's been about this all day but like just be done with it move to the next step right and you're gonna start changing the meaning if you keep changing it mm-hmm. and like there's this moment where it kind of becomes clear that we're not totally talking about just the picture when he's like, lock it, it's done, let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's there's mm-hmm. kind of some other things going on. Yeah, no, we definitely, it's a little bit heavy handed where he like doesn't take the pills and now we're going to have this like <laughs> intense meta conversation coming up, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, and Mr. Brooks like, so tell me about this girl you're dating, you know, yeah. and Dawson like kind of gives him a hard time. Like you said she was a floozy, but yeah. like, you know. Yeah. And then she and then Dawson like tells him, he's like, you know, she's pretty great, but like we're taking it easy. And Brooks gives him this advice where it's like, you're too young to take it easy. Like fo- you should still fall in and out of love a few times before you, you know, get it right. Yeah. Um, and then Dawson's like, that doesn't sound fun. And see, that's what I mean. Is like Dawson is so intense that he wants yeah. every relationship to be like these super intense end all be alls, you know, right. which and is like, like, it's kind of why I have some hope for him and, da- and Gretchen, because I'm like, it's nice to sometimes have just a casual thing where you can just like hang out with someone and enjoy their company. Yeah, but that's not really what he's looking for. I know, but I'm like Dawson. <laughs> but no, no, I, I mean, I obviously think Mr. Brooks is like giving some good advice. Like, yeah. I get it that when you're 17, it would be hard to hear this, you know? Right. So I, I definitely, I'm not talking shit on Dawson in this no, moment, totally. but no, I don't. Think uh, so. Like, he's so intense where he's like, that doesn't yeah. sound fun. And you're like, and Mr. Brooks even lays it out like, yeah, it, it, it isn't, but it also is, you know? And like, and that is like so true. And these are the things that like older people will tell you. And you're like, I don't know if that checks out, you know, it's like how your first heartbreak is so devastating because you don't know you'll ever survive it. Or have anyone again. Yeah. Or be in love with anyone again. Yeah, exactly. And so then you do and you're like, Oh, okay. But you can only (laughs) learn that lesson the hard way. (laughs) Yeah. That one's a hard one. And like Mr. Brooks says, you know, it is and it isn't and then it is and then it isn't fun, but it's always worth it. And like we find out like Brooks is kind of being contemplative and trying to give Dawson advice because he has pancreatic cancer. Like they finally name it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So that that one's a that's a rough one. Yeah, that's a really brutal one. And so Dawson's like, okay, is there anything you need before I leave? And Mr. Brooks like, actually, yeah, can you help me like just get into this chair? And Dawson like kind of goes to like help him stand up. And then Mr. Brooks goes in for like the deepest hug. And I was like, don't cry. Don't cry. Um, This is where I started crying (laughs) in this in this scene. This is where I started crying. And I I think I cried for two reasons, which is one. It's sweet, right? That's a sweet moment. But also like I think a lot about how like the toxic masculinity of that generation of like the greatest generation, Mm -hmm. like how fucking oppressive it is and it's different than the toxic masculinity of other generations like mm-hmm. no one taught these men how to be affectionate with each other with yeah. their friends with other men like there's that was like, like it broke my heart because you just see how like even in near death the thought of ma- true male intimacy was like too difficult to bear yeah and he's just like mr books has been alone for so long because yeah. of these choices that he in like that he made that were in my opinion like terrible decisions like terrible choices yeah and like justified in your youth you know but he never was able to recover from them right and like it's not that he doesn't crave affection like any human does and like i just think about how much that generation denied themselves and like i think that sometimes we like valorize that denial and I think that some of it is okay. Like, I think that, like, if you're looking at the, like, the greatest generation versus the baby boomers, like, 
It's like you have this generation that deprived themselves entirely. And then you have this generation that like didn't deprive themselves at all. And we're kind of like facing the repercussions of both yeah, of those yeah, yeah. things right yeah. now. Right. Like, so, so my thing is like, I think a lot about like this pandemic and like this, like, individualism and it's like oh i don't have to wear my mask because i don't want to and it's like it's not just you you fucking piece of shit you know what i mean like you're not the only person that exists in this world exactly and i yeah and i think that like and and that's not and i don't want to let the greatest generation off the hook for like the problems that they cause because i think like a lot of the fox news kind of super right-wing bullshit is like their their like cross to bear as well i don't think it's just Mm -hmm. the baby boomers i think it's them too um, but like, I, I, I thought a lot about this and a lot about like, just, there was no like language for male intimacy. Yeah, I completely agree. It was, it's, it was so heartbreaking to watch that. Like you could tell Mr. Brooks was just like, man, I'm so grateful that I've met this guy and that I've like inspired him and like it mm-hmm. it was like he didn't even have the words to say that like you know mm-hmm. and like and then even if he did have the words he didn't have the comfortability or the confidence to like communicate that and then Dawson like you could see how it almost then becomes perpetuated where what the example is of this person who's mentoring Dawson is also mentoring that you don't have those conversations because right. like I don't think it's Dawson's responsibility to have had it but he also didn't say anything back to mr brooks yeah yeah and and it's funny because it's like dawson and pacey have a physical intimacy that's different than this right they hug each other and they like Mm -hmm. you know they have some physical intimacy and dawson and his dad and like you know there is that so it's like but it's like somehow when faced with this guy that like dawson kind of resorts to that to that Mm -hmm. like Let's not talk about any of it. And Brooks tells Dawson that the picture isn't half bad after they finish mm-hmm. hugging. And Dawson's like, yeah, we should make another one sometime. And Brooks tells him anytime, kid, anytime. And I was honestly oh, Aaron, was like a stab in the heart. <laughs> I was a mess by the end of this. I was like, like snot tears like it was like a real I I don't know man I I mean maybe there's other things going on in my life too but like I was just I was just like (laughs) no it was well and like you've said like the actor is a really good actor so he gets like a flash of tears in his eyes and then they go away and then they come back and you're like oh my god oh my god God. it was really heartbreaking it was yeah yeah um anyway so i like pulled my shit back together and then (laughs) we like go to the leary house where dawson like gretchen and her friends come to pick up dawson and are like apparently late because they were catching up and so we meet her two friends and hey guess who one of them is it's rachel (laughs) true the craft of course is from the craft like i mean just uh, is there a better movie out there than the craft i'm not sure (laughs) <laughs> it might be the best movie ever made <laughs> amazing simply I mean, amazing it's really good i don't know if i go that far but it's definitely in the top of my list you know oh th- well, yeah a, gr- a great film a great rewatch if you haven't watched it in a while go do it um just an fyi on rachel true she's still working today and she is a great twitter also- follow if you don't if you don't follow her on twitter um great twitter follow 
She also pulls tarot at House of Intuition in Echo Park. Oh, that's awesome. God, I love her. Also, if you don't know, if you've never seen the, the craft, she is a black woman as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, but just she's just I can't say enough about how much I love her and I love seeing her here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so and the she, other friend. We don't know what their names are, though. They mentioned two names, but I couldn't discern which one was which. Do you know? Um, I'll, wait, wait, wait. I have it on. I have IMDb right in front of me. Um, so Rachel True is Kira. Okay. Okay. And the other one is Jessica. Okay. Um, so, so, uh, Jessica asks Dawson if his house is a rental. Like, she's like, oh, God, great house guy. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> she goes into this house, which is obviously a family home, and she's uh-huh. like, great house. Is this a rental? And you're like, what the fuck kind of college <laughs> kids do they know? I know. I know. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Even if we knew people with a house this big, it was not this clean. <laughs> and, yeah, like, organized. or like decorated in this way. You yeah, know? yeah. It's like clearly 100%. a family home. Totally. And like, right as that's happening, Gail walks down the stairs and like... Yeah, Dawson's like, no, I live with my parents. <laughs> Right. And Gail's kind of like, oh, hi, ladies. And as they go to leave, Gail's like, oh, where are you going? <laughs> and Dawson's so like, wild. It's like, it is wild. Like, Dawson's like, we're going to this club in Bingham Bay. And Gail's like, huh, I don't know if I like that idea. Club? I don't think I like that. And you're yeah. like, oh my oh, God. Because shit. Like, we've never seen Gail behave like this. So, like, like a parent. I felt for Dawson in this moment absolutely me too me too because like it seems like Gail's really not keen on the idea of Gretchen and Dawson dating like it seems like that's what's happening yeah and like she fucking embarrasses the shit out no, of and Dawson she's, like actively trying to humiliate him too right it's kind of wild yeah, yeah like weird woman on woman warfare to be honest well and it's so weird because it's like the embarrassment like look my parents live to embarrass me like you know they loved embarrassing me at every chance they could possibly get but in like that funny fun parent way like not in a like humiliation way in like uh you think we're embarrassing and thus we are going to be the most parenty parents you know what i mean (laughs) yeah my parents definitely aren't like that but i i know what you mean yeah you know what i mean it's like it's like it's not in a mean way it's like a kind it's like uh we all love each other kind of way but like you're 15 and you're embarrassed by like every single thing that we do so we're just Mm -hmm. gonna be the most us that we possibly can be so (laughs) you're mortified (laughs) right like that's how my that's my parents (laughs) um but like gail is not doing that gail is being like straight up mean like it's not okay and it's also like the thing is it's inconsistent which is scary for kids you know right so absolutely that's the thing where you're like what is happening like you've never behaved like this before like and dawson's like she's like well when are you going to be home and dawson's like I don't know. And she's like, well, I'd feel better if I knew you'd be home by one. And he's like, you've literally never given me a curfew before instead of in front of these women right now. Right. Right. This is really inappropriate, you know? And I do think he handles himself. He kind of looks at the girls and he's like, Hey, can I like meet you outside? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I agree. I think he handles himself really well because like they, they all go out the door and he turns to Gail and is like, that was humiliating. Yeah. 
Like, what it, What are you trying to do? Yeah. Like, if you're trying to humiliate me, you completely succeeded. Like, yeah. what's happening here? You've never totally. been like this before. Like, why are you doing this? Like, why don't you tell me what's really happening and try instead of trying to embarrass me in front of my friends? Right. And like, Gail just goes on this big rant about how, why Dawson shouldn't be dating Gretchen. Because like, they're at different places in their lives and, like, mm-hmm. I was just, like, this is so unlike Gail that it's, like, a little hard for me to, like, wrap my head around. Like, I completely agree. <laughs> like, I, I can't tell if they had to drop that, like, weird hormonal thing at the beginning of the episode. So we're supposed to think, like, this is her being pregnant, too, right, or whatever. Right. But it was, like, it's super out of character um, to for her to behave like that. Like, I could definitely see her feeling this way and pulling Dawson aside and being like, you know what, honey, I'm not, I'm uncomfortable with you and Gretchen dating because like, I don't think you're in the same place. Like, I definitely can see her feeling that way and saying that, but like to humiliate Dawson in front of all these people, like, I actually don't think that's her vibe. Totally. And also like, you know, my parents were pretty like, I I had pretty lax rules. I I mean, I, If you, t- if you talk to my mom about it, I earned those lax rules, right? Like, I uh-huh. was a good sure, student, yeah, yeah. and I was a good kid, and I, like, you know, earned them. Um, and, like, if they had caught me doing some of the shit yeah, that well, I did you do. Can't- <laughs> exactly. You have to have a, some kind of form of punishment, so, you, you know, and, like, so- some kind of reward, you know? Yeah. So, but, like, like, but my you, thing is, if like... You if you only have strict rules, then, like, your kids aren't going to behave... Like, what's the point of, like behaving if you have nothing to lose right but also like my parents there were certain things like when I was a certain age my mom was like you cannot go to San Francisco with your friends like Mm -hmm. it's just too far and we don't know you know this was pre I didn't have a cell phone or anything so like you know my mom was like you know you can't do it and then like when I turned a certain age she was like okay fine like you can start going to to we don't have an because we don't understand like are we supposed to believe this is far away where they're going And that's the thing is that like they take (laughs) there's a cab that becomes involved at some point. So it can't be that far away because these people are like not making a ton of money. I know. So like that's the thing is that it's like, okay, sure. If they were like we're going out in Boston, like I get that that's like maybe maybe that's too far. Maybe that's too much. But like and it's actually about the same distance from where I grew up to San Francisco than Cape like the middle of Cape Cod to Boston. So like I I can see that. I had similar, like, I didn't have a curfew and I, you know, there are similarities to the way I had boundaries with my parents in Dawson. And so you knew like, okay, well, if you're going to go this far, you would just tell your parents, you know, right? like you already know what the boundaries are with them. Right. So I actually exactly. feel that I felt like that was like her making shit up about be- her being like, I don't want you going all that way to a club. And then it was revealed that she's yeah. like, I just don't want you hanging out with Gretchen. And right. Like, okay. <laughs> and basically after that, Dawson's basically like, well, I don't give a shit what you feel. <laughs> and like, I'm going to leave and just like goes. Yeah. Which, like, Which is what you should say. Get back, Gail. <laughs> I get like, it. Come on. Totally. So, so we, we go, go to the double to date. The- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're playing mini golf yeah. outside in January, in yeah. Massachusetts, just to yeah. clarify what is happening. <laughs> and look, I love mini golf, but even in my like tiny California beach town, mini golf was indoors. Oh, really? Yeah, Neptune's Kingdom. Yeah, all of Neptune's Kingdom is inside. Uh-huh. But my thing is like family you fun know, center. Yeah, my, my thing is like 
outside in January in New England. Like, I feel like that's not, you're not playing super wild. It is funny that like, this is a kind of date you would have in high school though. A hundred percent. I played so much goddamn mini golf in high school. Oh my God. I was like, when was the last time I played mini golf? Like I have literally no idea. Like I think you used to go to that one in at um, the Howard Hughes Plaza or Howard Oh, that glow in the dark one. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, we ended up winning all these free games. I totally forgot about that. We went yeah. once and thought like we won all these games or like yeah. free thing. That I don't sh- think that place is there <laughs> yeah, anymore. They still have that. I yeah. Yeah. Good question. Anyway, so Joey's like trying to deal with Drew being mean to Anna. Like she's kind of like truly true. Like what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And then Pacey is being this sort of dumb boy and he like stops the windmill so that like Anna can hit the ball through. Yeah. Yeah. And Anna's super grateful and Drew's like super annoyed. And he's he's pissed. He's like, I don't want to be here all night. Like I have a date with someone I actually want to be with after this. Like let's just get this the fuck over with. And, like, that I can, like, relate to because his mom's making him do something. But, like, so his mom's making Joey and Pacey do something, too, you know? And they're kind of like, whatever, we're here. You know, like, you can just make the most of it. But, like, (laughs) he doesn't have to be an asshole to everyone about that, you know? It's, like, it's super hard. Like, I get being frustrated at your mom being, like, you have to go on a date with this rich girl. Um, Right. But, like... Other than that, you're like, shut the fuck up, Drew. <laughs> yeah, let's just get through this, you fucking asshole. So Joey and tries to Joey- get Drew to not be a dick and threatens bodily harm again. Is like, I'll yeah. do this. Th- I'll fucking punch you in the face again. Yeah. And she grabs his phone from him and she's like, just be nice for like a little bit and we'll get through this, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then and Drew's, Drew's like, you just like- want me to be more like Pacey. Yeah. And it's like, kind of, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> that's kind of what we'd like. Yeah, I, I actually do want that, you know? <laughs> right. And then he's like, oh, Pacey sure seems to be enjoying himself, but like, why wouldn't he be? And it's like, this, he's totally trying to drive a wedge between Joey and Pacey, yeah. but like, Joey's kind of not having it. Except yeah. that Anna hits the ball into the hole and like hugs Pacey. Yeah, she's like super stoked and hugs him. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's like, again, like that look set at the beginning, like Joey's not really jealous, but it's, it is like kind of funny that like Pacey's got this girl that's like, he's <laughs> like, it's a little bit like Pacey's on the date with her. I know it is yeah. really funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we go to the literacy thing um, mm-hmm. where Jack shows up and like he and Toby kind of trade these like less barbed quips at each other they're like yeah and jack just kind of is like check your attitude at the door like fuck off like i don't need to deal with this you know and then toby's like oh that's sass you must be one of the tribe and again it's like fuck off toby like you don't hold the keys to the gay kingdom (laughs) though if anyone has the keys to the gay kingdom please let us in because we're (laughs) like whatever they keep adding (laughs) letters because there is no keys anyone's welcome come on true 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 so toby like compliments jack then like he because he like he kind of like softens even more and like he compliments him saying he like he knows he's nice to kids he works with and that he's like really good about like he's good at this kind of thing so he's like you know i'm glad you're here yeah he's like just read to the kids and be nice and jack's like okay you know and it's super it is sweet like 
besides like Toby's an asshole and like I don't he's gonna take a while for me to warm up to him but like <laughs> you know like it is this like way in which he's encouraging Jack's like oh you had this bad experience with kids even though you really like that so like maybe this is a safer environment for right. you to like do this thing that you actually enjoyed totally totally so we go to the car where it's Rachel True is telling amazing. a story of doing it on a kitchen counter where she did not check for sharp implements. <laughs> and like, she's talking about sex in this way that is like, what, like on the one hand, like not that graphic. Yeah. And then on the other hand, like, I feel like is not necessarily something you do in front of your friend's new boyfriend. I, well, not <laughs> when they're 17. Uh, yeah. Like, it feels like this really authentic girl college friendship, you know, uh-huh. where she yeah, just yeah, yeah. like, I'm going to spill all the deets of this wild night I have. Yeah. But she doesn't acknowledging that Dawson is sitting in the backseat right next to her. Next to her. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I think she's, I don't, we don't know if maybe Gretchen didn't say like how young he is or like what the deal is. Mm-hmm. Um, because like it, Dawson is visibly uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Because that, that was my note, too, is, like, the conversation felt like something you talk to your friend about when you haven't seen them in a little while. You're like, girl, yeah. I got, I have so yeah, many things to tell you. that story, yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, it kind of feels like... that age, where sex oh. is still so novel. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. This is, like, one of my things where I'm, like... I talk about this all the time where I'm like, yeah, like I used to, we used to talk about sex like this. And now I'm like, unless it's something real wild, like, I don't know. tell me. I don't yeah, want to no, know. Like, you're like, we have so many other things to talk about. Like that. Does not the world off. is collapsing. I know what it's like <laughs> to have sex with another person. Unless something really strange happens. I don't need to know about it. Um, also, then I have to look that person in the eye. I mean, it's I a know. whole thing. Right. Yeah, totally. anyway so they like then like the song comes on and they like turn it up and they like she does say to Dawson she's like are you okay so she does kind of check in on his boundaries yeah and he's like yeah yeah Yeah, totally you know and so like on the one hand I appreciate him trying to be like yeah no totally this I want y'all to catch up or whatever yeah do your thing you know um like and I don't really know what you would say in that situation it's just like and of course the the real the real aim of that that part of the scene is to highlight that like these are like 21 year old women who like yeah have experiences and are like sleeping with people and like dawson is not in that category yeah and they've like run the gamut of like relationships whether it's just like they fucked randoms they've mm-hmm. been in a long term they've sure. dated casually like all the different like their experience level has it's just like, a so much higher yeah yeah totally and so then they their song comes on they turn it up and they like tell this story about this like guy in college that used to play this for them and i was like i mean legit like is this not what this podcast is it's just you and i I, like talking about weird random shit in college like i know totally the scene i was like oh my god like i love this scene i miss you so much i was like makes me miss like a lot of our college friends i was like yeah 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 been through some times yeah you've been through some times and they're just like weird ass songs that will like take you back that totally some stranger that like if if my fiance was there he'd be like yeah funny (laughs) and we'd be like in tears (laughs) but i mean i will say much like like it's like 
I've definitely been the Dawson in this situation with like my fiance and all of his old friends and just be yeah. like, this is so boring. But like, oh my God, yeah, hilarious. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This is so. <laughs> but I'm glad y'all are having fun. But I've also so, been the like Gretchen, Rachel, True kind of trio. Yeah, exactly. being, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> being like, oh my God, let us tell you about this hilarious thing. And they're like, okay. <laughs> real funny guess you had to be there and you're like yeah kind of (laughs) kind of yeah totally 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 so we go back to like the double date where anna is telling joey like about what color lipstick works with what skin tone like it's just some you know whatever they're talking about makeup and drew walks up and is like oh what's going on here and joey's like oh we're just talking about the corruption of the beauty industry and how capitalism oppresses women (laughs) which is true that is what they were talking about totally (laughs) totally and then and then like drew says something shitty and then joey covers intellectual conversation you know (laughs) yeah and then joey covers from anna for anna and is like you know well we were talking about the electoral college and like the 2000 election basically Uh and like you know my thing is kind of like i know you were talking about i know this is where white feminism was but i'm like just admit to drew that you were talking about makeup it's like not that big of a deal because they don't they like she like tries to cover and is like we're talking about this deep thing yeah yeah yeah. instead of like lipstick colors (laughs) like I know. Well, she tries to make it about like, yeah, about how music or makeup's kind of a scam and like, you know, yeah. it's just like a can be a tool for oppression of women. But it's like the thing is, it can be both like women can right. like putting makeup on and not be like, you know, agents of the patriarchy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it, it just I can do. be both. Yeah. Totally. And then Drew's kind of like, oh, an intellectual conversation. Maybe Anna can tell us about the Electoral College. Right. And like, right. And like and. And Drew and Joey tries to be like, no, come on, Drew, shut up, you know, like fuck yeah. off. Yeah, she's like, stop it. And Anna's like, no, 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 it's okay. <laughs> she says, I think people should like be able to go to whatever college they want as long as they can afford it, <laughs> which is a lot. <laughs> Just so much to unpack, I'm and like so even much. Casey just kind of like smirks, like, oh man. Oh, <laughs> And like, I don't know, Drew the is a dick is like, to her. Yeah, about- he calls her an idiot. Like, the thing is, like, we've all been there where someone says something and you're like, ooh, okay. that. Yeah, mm. Let me try to play off that I don't know what this is. Or like, you just kind of want, like, I've definitely been there where I looked at someone like, oh, actually, um, like, one time, I like, remember specifically one time we were like, reading from like a science medical text, like at an Airbnb, how there's like weird ass shit all of them. And mm-hmm, I was with friends. Mm-hmm. And it was saying something about like the ova. And she was like, the it doesn't say that ova. Like she thought it was like slang for over. And I was like, oh no, that means like egg. And like, oh, you know. Yeah. And she said it in a group of people. And like we I just looked at her and like was like, oh, it, it just means egg. It's okay. Like, you know, and like, you know, I just think that like we why do we act like everyone needs to know everything? I mean, and that's my thing. Like a lot of times, like if people like because I work in books, you know, I meet a lot of people that like don't know how something is pronounced like they've seen the word a million times but they like pronounce it wrong and like oftentimes i'll try to like gently correct them but like my thing is like i am never judging you for not knowing how to pronounce something yeah (laughs) i don't care like yeah yeah totally yeah a lot of people will say oh the point's mute 
and I'm like, oh, it's oh. moot. And, and yeah. like a lot of times people, um, if, if like your interest is peaked, mm-hmm. a lot of times people, um, write that as P E A K E D, which it's P I Q U E D. And I'm like, I always am like, this is just the thing that I know. And it like, right. Exactly. I always yeah, yeah, notice exactly. it. So just like an FYI, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm not, I, that is what it sounds like. You are absolutely yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> there's no fucking good reason to know this shit except that i just do i don't know why (laughs) totally so it's kind of like this girl's 17 like of course that was relevant to what was happening in like american culture like a few months prior to this but like still like it's just kind of like that doesn't make you stupid like you know that doesn't also like it doesn't matter how many people in america right now actually do understand the electoral college <laughs> i don't think it's a ton like, it's like uh, it's probably like zero it's like <laughs> because it's been bastardized so many times you know and my thing is like it's fine just like fucking particularly if you're 17 yeah it's fine Get so yeah Drew's anyway. like you're an idiot like you know he's such and, a like, jerk to her he's um and he's like he's kind of just like I can't be bought like, you know, um, you can't just yeah. make your mom, you know, make my mom force me to go on a date with you. Right. And I'm like, it's super fucked up. Like, it's just like, <laughs> fuck you, Drew, you know, like whatever. Um, and Pacey like stands up and he's like, all right, the night is over here. Right. Like, and this then, is like enough. in a true display of toxic masculinity, Drew is like stunned that a man would stand up for a woman. Mm and, and he, he tries to emasculate him and be he like he tries to oh, stir shit with joey yeah yeah it's like of course you're gonna help the damsel in distress and it's like yeah she's in distress <laughs> at you because, <laughs> because you're, you're being calling you're stupid at. for no reason i like pacey is about ready to punch drew because of course pacey does resort to violence a lot and he's like it's okay if i punch this guy right mm-hmm. um and then drew says this thing <laughs> And asks Pacey, how come girls who are dumb will only put out if you tell them they're smart, but smart girls will only put out if you tell them they're beautiful? And I'm just like, fuck you. Yeah, because it's a false binary because men like you think you can only be one or the other. Right. So girls are either only told they're smart or only told they're pretty when like like we've I've said before, we communicate on compliments so of course you want to hear both if you never right. hear you're pretty you want to hear that because mm. assholes in society try to <laughs> classify you as one or the other they don't allow yep. women to be pretty and smart or ugly and dumb apparently i don't know i don't know either <laughs> um and anna just like is like you know this is my fault i'm such an idiot and then she drops this bomb into the conversation where she's like i can't believe i slept with you <laughs> and everyone's kind of like what he's like didn't see that one coming and i'm like really because i saw it from a mile away i'm just like why does it matter yeah that too um so we go back to like the gretchen and her friends and dawson and they pull up to the club and like gretchen's kind of like how are you doing dawson and dawson's like i've never felt so 17 in my entire life yeah and they go into like check their ids you know and like Mm -hmm. so all the girls get in and then 
the guy, the bouncer is like, oh, you're not 21. And he like puts a giant stamp on his hand that says like under 21, which is kind of funny because you could just rinse that off. Totally. Totally. And also, I just want to say, so like, I think personally that 21 and 17 is way too big of an age gap. Completely agree um like leave the legalities out of it mm-hmm. <laughs> which like it is illegal in this state in california yeah but like you i remember i remember when we were 21 thinking about that like i remember you and i having conversations about this where we were yeah. like can you imagine like and i remember thinking at at the age of 21 you could not pay me to talk to a 17 year old that i am not related to <laughs> Let alone like date, or isn't like one of my friend's siblings. <laughs> no, like let alone so date bizarre. one. Hell no, no. I, it's really weird. It's hard to really wrap your head around, to be honest. Like totally. why they're dating? Absolutely, absolutely. And even throughout this episode, I still kind of don't get it. You know, well, I mean, and I, I remember. Get it, sorry, like I get what Gretchen's saying. You know, when we'll get to it, but then at yeah. the very end, I'm like, I don't I see. Don't I think she's lying. But yeah. anyways, spoilers. We're gonna get there. Totally. But also, I remember you and I. I feel like we were at that old bar, St. Nick's, R.I.P. Um, I know that we used to hang out a lot when we were twenty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, that was a great bar. Um, and uh, and I remember having a conversation at one point and like thinking like. If you dated anyone under 21, they couldn't come with you to places like this. Yeah. No, like, how I mean, would you definitely? <laughs> like, obviously, there's like, oh, they're going to be 21 in a few months, like that time when everyone's turning 21 and there's like a little bit of a, a gap, you know? I but, do know, Aaron, because I'm the yeah, youngest of the our youngest. friends. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like pretty young too um, mm-hmm. for our class. But, uh, yeah, like this is just too big of a gap, you yeah. know, especially since like what we've learned about Gretchen is like she's like had so much experience. She's dated a lot of people and all this stuff. And like so like you might be able to suspend disbelief if like she just like went to college and was like studied and didn't have that many friends and was like still a virgin and all this mm-hmm. stuff that she would like maybe have some kind of way to connect with Dawson. But mm-hmm. like I just don't see it. No. Same. Anyway, so, yeah, more on that later. Austin is 17. So 17. just like you can't sign a legal document. Right. Right. So back at the mini golf, um, we find Pacey like finds Anna and he's mm-hmm. trying to make her feel better. And like, you know, he's yeah. just like, look, people like us, like we just have to find things that aren't books. And I just want to like take a moment to say, I hate this framing of like books are for smart people. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's true. Like books are mm-hmm. fun and trashy and like everything in between, you know, like, yeah. And, and I think we like do a disservice to people by not like telling them that there are books out there that even if you're not like, trying yeah, to like associate reading books with being a nerd so like well like even if you're not trying to read tolstoy like there's a book for you i promise you yeah definitely no, yeah I, they're definitely. fun i promise not just because yeah. it helps me in my Pay job if you buy books but <laughs> but i'm just saying they're fun anyway so yeah. anna's like look the only thing i'm good at is guys <laughs> And I, like, actually liked Drew. Like, I liked him. Yeah, she's like, I wanted him to like me for me. 
Yeah. And she says she slept with him too easily and now he doesn't respect her. And then, like, she's like, you know, do you think that if I didn't sleep with him that, like, Drew might have liked me? Mm-hmm. Which is, like, such a... I don't know. That's a really sad thing to ask. Well, it's a weird way to frame this mm. idea of sex and, and female sexuality mm-hmm. when we're talking about Joey's virginity, like loosely throughout this episode, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like sex is associated with respect. Mm. <laughs> and, and if you have sex, respect. do you lose? Yeah. Yeah. Is the respect you know? lost? Or like someone has to like you for you. And like sex can't be on the table with liking someone, you mm. know, and it's it, it's definitely inappropriate. And like the idea that she's like, all I'm good at is men, you know, like as if it's a skill or like as it's this thing, you know, and like, you know, it's super complicated, like that idea of like being good at men. Like personally, I just think it's a little like it's easy to sleep with people if you want to. So like, I don't know if like how good you could do whatever, you know, I don't know. It's like a really weird thing to say. Um, but like, and also to think as like your only purpose in life or your only skill yeah. at life, is like, you know, being yeah. able to have sex with men, it's like really bizarre. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with you to some extent, but as someone who is like, <laughs> much more of a like shy nerd than you are you're you know you have always been better at like um sort of romance than i have (laughs) um (laughs) for lack of a a better term (laughs) like i also get that that like there is a skill set to like dating you know and to like flirting and to like all that like that is yeah but the, but there is like like I get what she's saying I get what you're saying too but yeah, like yeah. No, I, I get what she's saying that like interacting with people you are romantically interested in mm-hmm. there's like a skill set to it right like, definitely yes. you know I, and I think I'm particularly terrible at it because I'm just like <laughs> hey I don't know you're cute <laughs> I don't know what to do now <laughs> Like, I, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and, and I think like, so I think that like, I get what she's saying, much like I get what you're saying, but also like, there is some skill to it. And there right. is some learned, like, I was much worse definitely. when I was younger. I just, <laughs> like, I like, I definitely, I hear you and I, I'm, I agree yeah, yeah. with you, but it's more that like this is a constant framing of women of yeah, like she's totally. good at men. Her skill is fucking men. It's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh my well, god. Well. Like, you know, like I it's just like so bizarre to me that we like even have that rhetoric and that thing to put on the table as like uh, a I mean, skill that she has. Like, you know, amen. or like amen. or her opinion that's her only skill that she has. Like right. just hearing those things and how it's constantly been reinforced to us since childhood is like really like it. It, it's is, tiring. I find it personally annoying, you know? Yeah. And like, yes, again, like the way that this is like laid out of like, oh, he doesn't like me because I had sex with him. And it's like, I don't know. He doesn't like you because he's a piece of shit, you know? Like <laughs> right. your sexuality really doesn't have any bearing right. on this, in my opinion. And like, well, I just don't think I would personally take it that way or frame it to future generations of women, to be honest, you know? And, and I like, think that's fair. That's yeah. 100% fair. 
And like the idea, like the, it's like, I fell into bed too easy with him. And it's like, well, if you want to have sex with him, you're allowed to have sex with him. If you're regretting your boundaries around sex, then that's what we need to be talking that's about. But like, that is like mm-hmm. a different thing. And the way that this conversation has always been framed is in this way of like, well, if you fuck him, he won't respect you. And it's like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So my female sexuality is what gains me or loses me respect. <laughs> mm, no thanks. Well, then no that, thanks. I don't want that respect. Okay. That's not the kind of respect I'm looking for. You fucking pieces of shit. You know? So <laughs> yeah, like, that's just yeah. weird. But and yeah, pay- she's kind of like, well, if I hadn't fall, if I hadn't slept with him so early, do you think he would have liked me? <laughs> it's like, it kind of broke my heart. She's asking Pacey yeah. this, you know? And Pacey's like, I and don't he's know. Just like, like, I can't answer that. Yeah. Like, he's like, you know, there are a lot of nice things about you that aren't the way you look. And if like Drew can't see that, that's on him. Like, yeah. Which actually yeah. is a very nice thing to say. <laughs> I completely agree. And like, these are the reasons in which like Pacey's fucking whack a lot in this episode but then he says things like this and you're like okay these are this is the way in which like women would prefer a man to behave in this situation absolutely totally so uh, we go back to the club where the not rachel true fence sorry this is how i refer to them as either rachel true or not rachel true (laughs) exactly (laughs) so he she's like telling Gretchen about this like new guy for the loser list like her own loser list <laughs> yeah and like she's like which means I edge past you with seven now it's seven <laughs> and Rachel True sits down and is like but you bitches got nothing on me with nine and like <laughs> and, and so- Dawson is shook he's like y'all keep a list of when men are bad to you boy do we my friend uh yeah that that definitely happens man um like because women men don't believe women we have to have a whisper network of pieces of shit absolutely and, so, and then um, Kira's, no i mean only the ones we sleep with <laughs> like yeah Dalton's brain literally Shook. explodes you see it it explodes screen. he's like you see in his head in the calculation of like gretchen's had sex with at least six men uh-huh Okay. Do I respect her now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cuz like cuz so <laughs> Kira is Rachel True. That's how yeah. <laughs> just like to <laughs> reiterate. And she says if we included the ones we also dated it would be too long. And like part of me was like also Dawson doesn't understand that dating has to, doesn't have to be like immediately serious like it could just be for fun exactly yeah yeah totally or like been on one date like Drew and Anna are dating <laughs> right or like been on like, a couple Drew of dates definitely on Anna's list of assholes <laughs> he Drew is on a lot of people's loser list yeah. I'm gonna guess <laughs> so Gretchen's like oh well Dawson's like way too nice of a guy to end ever end up on a loser list and I was like I mean seriously (laughs) do we believe that and then Rachel True says something that I don't think rings true for girlfriends because she says in front of Dawson I know that she's heard this before and Gretchen is terrible at picking men. And I'm like, your girlfriends would not throw you under the bus like that. Not like not in front of them. No, <laughs> I mean, they would absolutely tell you that the second he fucking left. But like, exactly. Totally. I completely agree with you. I was like, Whoa, this but I was bizarre, like, no, not know? in front of him. Uh, uh-uh. 
Like, yeah. save it for the download after this date. Totally. Like, <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And so, um, then they're like, yeah, what about Lucky, though? <laughs> well because they like they there's this story about how gretchen went to a concert with a dude who met a girl in line dumped her at the concert and left her to find her own way back to school which is like actually really fucked up fucking hideous yeah it's really interesting that dawson's sitting in this group of women who are discussing like just you know like obviously the shitty most shitty man. behavior that they've yeah. been at the receiving end of while also acknowledging like oh there's other like shitty behavior but we don't even count that on the list because like of these reasons you know and Dawson mm-hmm. is super stunned as if he doesn't remember like what happened a few months ago where he was like truly hideous to Joey he doesn't remember that yeah yeah or like being locking himself on like a ferris wheel with jen and slut shaming her no he definitely doesn't remember that as a bad behavior no (laughs) um but we do learn at that point that gretchen has a leprechaun tattoo on her hip that's called lucky (laughs) that she (laughs) she got to impress a rocker dude (laughs) number number five on the shitty men list or whatever it's called Um, relatable. Hashtag relatable. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> totally. Girl. Who hasn't yeah. made mistakes like that? Definitely. Do I have some wild tattoos? Yes. Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and and you and I have a couple of matching tattoos. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> none none so of which Gretchen- had anything to do with men, but um, we no. do have matching. We have more than one matching tattoo, Aaron Hensley and I. And Gretchen's just like, I'm so lucky to have Dawson. And yeah. she like kind of leans into him and he like gets nervous. Yeah. And like, I definitely see that Dawson is kind of getting perspective in this moment of like, maybe why exactly Gretchen would be interested in dating him is that like, she keeps saying over and over, like, he's a nice guy, you know? Right. And it's like interesting this, I, this thing he's always fallen back on and like kind of rode the, the privilege of, of being a nice guy. And then mm-hmm. now that he's like, being called that to his face he's like "Ooh, i don't know if i like that right which is fascinating. and so we hear like the the announcer be like and now we got mary best maziara or whatever her name is like maziara like, yeah <laughs> yeah uh, who sings daydream believer no she sings waiting for a sign well i mean she's the oh she's the that. one who sings daydream believer but in this moment she sings waiting for a sign and just i want to put it out there that i miss live music no. Yeah. And Gretchen like cuddles up with Dawson and he's like he's uncomfortable. He's uncomfortable. Yeah, definitely. He's having deep thoughts. <laughs> so Jack's happy over at the whatever literacy center helping mm-hmm, a kid mm-hmm. read. It's yeah. a, it's a black kid. And like, you know, on the one hand, I love that we're seeing color on the screen. On the other mm-hmm. hand, it's pretty dark to me that it's like this, like, oh, like, help a kid read. And they're like, let's get a black kid, even though we, like, never see kids of color. I, I agree with you. I did look and make sure, like, the, that in the background, the only kids, there were non, there were, like, some white kids being tutored okay. as well. I was like. Yeah, because it's like, just like, I wouldn't 
think this is a weird thing in general, but but because the fact that this show is so white, so it white. feels very pointed to me. Absolutely. And I it felt that way to me too. And then I was like, okay, Julia, before you make a comment about this, <laughs> like look at what the other like look at where the other kids are and like, you know, what kind of the racial background makeup is of all the other kids. And there are like it is pretty mixed. So Okay. Because there were there was another kid that we we didn't talk to, but we saw that was a black kid. And I was like, there are only black kids being tutored right now because I'm going to really like I fucking throw a fit. Yeah, yeah totally. exactly. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Jack he- lets the kid know that like, you know, because the kid's kind of like, I'm bored. Like, I don't like this story. Like, I don't want to read this. And Jack's like, I used to have the same problem. Like, you know, these story, these school stories that like I was supposed to read bored me. And like the kid's name is Will. And Jack's mm-hmm. like, maybe like you should just write something. Like, do you ever think of yeah. stories? Yeah, let's make up head? a story, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and Will's like, yeah, I've got this story about a spaceship, you know? And yeah. Jack's like, great why don't you tell me the story and I'll write it down and like you can read it in front of your class. Um, and Will's like, can I do that? And he's like, the assignment says you just have to read a story. So yeah, definitely. But yeah. the catch is you can only use words you can spell. I mean, Jack's just like the greatest man. I know. It's so cute. That's fucking great. And Will's like super into it and just like yeah. spe- is spelling out the words he's using and like Jack like makes him look up one. And it's just yeah, like, it's just classic, like a really. Like, that totally was so classic. Oh, you got to look it up. And you're like, I don't know how to spell it. I don't how know how to look spell it. Up? it. <laughs> <Yeah>. 100%. And like, as they're kind of working on this, Toby looks over and gives him like, uh, you know, he's like. Yeah, he's thinking Jack's a cutie. Yeah. 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 And he smiles. Yeah. Yeah. So we go back to the double date where Drew is now hitting on two women, none of whom are the women he has come to this (laughs) mini golf course with. And Joey comes up and just is like, does in in like classic season one, Joey. I know. He's like, Drew, we have to talk about the baby. I love it when she's sassy. I just really do. Um, yeah. And like and the, so- the girls leave, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, okay, we're out. And Drew tells Joey that like everyone thinks you're sweet, but you're really just like this minion from hell. And Joey's like, yeah, you're <laughs> fucking damn right. And you're like, no, no one thinks she's nice. <laughs> when has she been nice to literally anyone? <laughs> um <laughs> I, not so to say that I don't love her for that, but I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just funny. <laughs> um, and then she, because then she kind of like moralizes sex. She's just mm. kind of like, how could you sleep with someone and treat them like that? Yeah. And the thing, like, it's true. Like, sure. <laughs> I just, but actually, no, it's not true. How could you treat someone like that? Period. Is what end. she should say. Right. And then Joe, and he, she's like, how did you end up this damaged? Like, yeah. And Drew says, oh, just lucky, I guess. And Joey just, like, kind of hones in on his number, which is, like, you're a fucking scared kid. You want people to love you. And, like, but intimacy is fucking scary. Yeah. Which is true. And she's, like, you know, you act like. You're (laughs) obvious. Yeah. I can see through you. Like, and and if you keep acting like this, if you keep being a dick to people that you're sleeping with, like, you're going to end up alone. 
Yeah, which is like the very thing that you're trying to avoid by pushing this intimacy away, you know? Right. And like, you know, to call back to our conversation about Mr. Brooks, it's just sad, this like situation that men right. find themselves in, you know, like this total fear of intimacy. And then like that women are have to be the one like, it's really obvious what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Let us explain it to you. We know. Yeah. You know, and it, it I don't know. It's really interesting. It is because Drew then kind of like breaks down a little bit. I mean, not like in a cry way, but like he Mm -hmm. breaks down some of his walls and he's like, look, I'm not I'm not good with girls. I'm actually pretty bad. Yeah. With girls. They can only pick on them or sleep with them. (laughs) Yeah. And like none of them ever stick around to do anything but pick on them or sleep with them. She like totally gives him this space where she like accepts what he's saying and like tries to open the floor for intimacy, which mm-hmm. like why does she always be given space to these men that I are mean, abusive to her? I don't know. It's like we barely have seen her do this to Jen. Absolutely, that's true. Yeah. So she, she says to him, like, at least you're being honest and real right now. Yeah. And she's like, you know, you should keep doing that. And he panics at this. <laughs> Ruins it. You know, Ruins yeah, it. <laughs> this moment of intimacy. And he just takes a big jab at Joey. And he he looks up and he sees Anna and Pacey talking. And he's like, look at those two. They look like two people talking that have had sex. I mean, not with each other, just sex in general. And yeah. you're like, why are you be talking about Joey's virginity? <laughs> what the fuck? Like that Pacey and Anna have some kind of glow because they both are not virgins. Like, get out of here. I don't think that's true. (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, yes. They are having a more deep conversation because they've had sex before. Virginity is a fucking construct, you freak. Yeah. We don't know what Pacey and Joey did on that boat. We Mm. all we know is penis didn't go in a vagina. That's all we know. That's all we know. We don't That's know where else his penis went or didn't we don't, go. We you know? don't know where else fingers have been or don't hands know what else went into or vagina, you know. Intimacy. Oh, yeah, girl. Yep. And so Pacey and Anna come back to this group. And like as they're coming back, we kind of get the the tail end of their conversation where she's kind of like, I can't believe you spent all summer on the sailboat. Yeah, and she amazing. she imagines that her dad is always looking for help on his boat, but like Anna's like, I'm just like not into that. And Pacey comes up and he takes Joey's hand and kisses it and is like, well, you just haven't done it with the right person yet. Yeah. And then Joey kisses his hand too, which I don't know why it melts me. (laughs) It's just really sweet when they like have those like really deep moments, you know, like because the thing is with Joey and Pacey, the show itself constantly talks about Joey's virginity, but Mm. we actually see them have like this really deep intimacy that isn't like sexual, you know. I'm going to talk about the physicality between these two later, but like, yeah, their physicality, like the fact that these two, like the way that they touch each other and like, and are with each other and i i don't mean that in a sexual way i mean that in just a very like intimate way right like that like these are two people that clearly know each other well and like are comfortable with each other right i think that's what that's part of what their relationship like what i love so much about their relationship is it's like her and dawson when they were together it's like it's not the same it's yeah it's not it doesn't feel the same yeah totally 
Anyway, so Jock's wrapping up with Will, the kid he's tutoring, and and is like, "Oh, we'll see you next week." And like Toby's like super happy that like, know, this he's all like, worked totally out. Totally impressed. He's like, "That yeah. was amazing. I can't believe Will is leaving in a good mood. Like I've never seen that before." Yeah. Um. So we're supposed to believe Toby's done this before. I. That's a good question. I don't know because it seems like later and later yeah. on that that like it's not but yeah, anyway so he's like you know he invites jack he's like you know i'm meeting yeah, some friends Jack's for coffee like, i'm riding high that was amazing like i actually yeah. feel really incredible yeah and toby yeah invites him he's like i'm meeting some friends from coffee do you want to come and jack's like actually yeah like that sounds fun i do want to do that yeah and it just seems like jen's rub like jen's advice t- has like kind of rubbed off on toby they were like toby's just like yeah. trying to be nice yeah you know and, and trying jack- to be his friend yeah, and Jack assumes that, like, since he told Jen, like, I want to be his friend or, like, I <laughs> I don't like that guy, you know, that, right. like, that's where Toby's coming from, too. So we go back to the, like, club and it's after the show and Dawson and Gretchen are her friends. The, everyone's kind of like, oh, man, we don't want to go back so soon. Yeah. And Rachel True, <laughs> the queen of my heart, goes, we need fries and black and tans. And girl, <laughs> what I would not give. Seriously. I was like, damn, that sounds good. <laughs> eat fries and drink black and tans. <laughs> um, and Dawson's like, well, I can't go because, like, I'm not 21. So and yeah. then he's kind of like, he's kind of like, well, you guys go like, go have fun. Like yeah i'll take like, a cab it's yeah fine. don't worry and gretchen's like no 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 we've been drinking we'll take the cab you take my car like <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh you know and she's like so stoked and she's like grateful to ha- she's like i'm so grateful to have a nice boyfriend right so she calls him her boyfriend yeah she does call him her boyfriend and like I don't know. There's a part of me that's like, look, the way this night should go is like, y'all should have met for dinner. Like, mm-hmm. so Dawson was a part of the dinner and then the three friends go out without. Totally. <laughs> no, no. It definitely is weird because like she has, hasn't seen these like best friends of hers in a while. So of course yeah. she's going to want to like catch up in a totally different way. Like I definitely see how you'd be like, Oh, I want you to meet my new boyfriend. And then mm-hmm. I completely agree where you would just plan like a completely different night. We're like, okay, we're all going to go for dinner. And then like, we're going to go to like these things. These so we can have girl time. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. Totally. Um, so we go back to Anna and Drew are saying they're saying goodbye to like Pacey and Joey and like Drew actually now seems to be trying like it seems yeah. like this talk that Joey gave him helped and like Anna then gives Joey this teddy bear that Pacey apparently won with her quarter. Like, oh I thought it was a bucket hat. It's a teddy bear <laughs> with a bucket hat. Oh my god I thought she gave him a hat I was like wow she knows Joey so well. <laughs> the ugly hat that ugly hat poll you did on instagram fucking cracked me up all week it was amazing oh my god we had people send us more so we're gonna do a series incredible can't wait (laughs) oh my god but agree but i am with the people who voted that the valentine's day massacre is the worst joey hat i agree yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's my vote um anyway so these everyone says good night and drew's like like she kind of he kind of tells Anna he's like you know if you want to go out with me again you don't have to like get my mother to like coerce me yeah like you don't have to use my mom Mm -hmm. and he's like it's weird like most girls wouldn't be stoked that I didn't call them 
And she's like, well, I'm definitely not stoked that you did that, but I'm easy. <laughs> and, and they laughs. kind of both laugh. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I laughed too. I was like, good for her. Like, I just know. own it. Whatever. You're like, I don't like that you did that, but I, I'm not mad that I had sex with you. Yeah. And Drew like says that he thinks it's cute that she makes fun of herself. And he's like, you know, I kind of like you. Like it's, it's yeah. like a cute kind of moment. Totally. Because Drew's like, when he actually tries to be nice, he can be nice. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, but and then they kiss. It's always to be mean. Yeah. And then yeah. they kiss, which is nice. So we go then to Brooks's house where Grams and Brooks are talking. And, and like, he says he's kind of thankful that Dawson stole his boat. Like. Yeah. And she's like oh no we've we met before that 10 years ago you bought my pie at the bake sale and you said it was horrible (laughs) apple pie she says apple pie yeah you said it was too expensive and he was like it was but worth every penny (laughs) and he says it was peach it was a peach Uh pie and it was worth every penny so it's like kind of sweet like yeah and then grams finds his like untaken pills and yeah. he's like, no, it's so I can stay alert while we're like playing Scrabble. And Grams is pissed. Yeah. And he's like, you should know that living without dignity is not worth living. Yeah. Which I was like, I don't know why he says that she should know that. You know, she let like, or I'm not going to say let, but like her husband died in a coma in her house after all that time right so she her opinion of end of life care is different than others and unfortunately it's a very deeply personal decision you have to make totally because graham says like it's in god's hands and she's like you know there's a natural order of events and brooks is like it's my choice it doesn't belong Mm -hmm. in god's hands and i want to say like i'm here for this conversation but like i do have some questions (laughs) Which is like, Grams is saying that the medication, him taking the medication means he is playing into God's plan and God's hands. This has been the most confusing Christian conversation since I was a kid. I mean, I I don't get this. God's hands means that you have to go through all of the medical advancements available. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I just don't understand why you don't think God invented abortion then. I don't. I can't wrap (laughs) my head around this. I think that's really fair. I think that's really (laughs) fair. Ever since I was little, I was like, I don't get this. I don't understand. That's the only medical procedure we're leaving out of this. (laughs) So okay so brooks is like like do you really want any less for yourself than this like than being able to kind of choose Mm -hmm. like with all your faith yeah and she looks at him and kisses his cheek and like and kisses his hand and leaves him Mm -hmm. and he kisses her hand it's like very sweet but i do have like i do have a lot of questions about like I mean, I'm someone who believes deeply in modern medicine and Western medicine. Like, yeah. I think that I, you know, like, fuck, you know, I, I I have my first vaccine already and I'm going for my second on Tuesday and like, I cannot wait. <laughs> like, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. give me the medicine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fine. And so there's this part of me that's like, I just, I guess I don't get, I don't get how it could be unchristian to say like, hey, I want to like end my life on my terms if i have a terminal illness like pancreatic cancer 
I totally agree. Like, especially since we don't know the level of pain, the level mm-hmm. of, you know, what his life, uh, you know, the lifestyle erosion has been, you know, all these different mm-hmm. things. Like if he feels like his memory is being altered by taking this medicine, I completely can see why you wouldn't want to experience that. And like, the thing is, it's not like, like death is imminent no matter what it's going to happen. Does. Yeah. So it's like, well, if he doesn't want to make that sacrifice of his memory loss to live a few more months or whatever, like it, I personally feel like that's his choice to make, you know? Absolutely. So like, and you kind of get the vibe that like Graham's like relents a little bit about that. It's like these mm-hmm. moments where her, she like, has like she still is strong in her faith but where she's like well I can definitely see that maybe my interpretation Mm -hmm. of this being faith-based isn't correct um and like yeah like end of life care is so complicated and sad and like I said it's just so deeply personal and -hmm. I can see how like you're like I don't know if I want to die in that way since death is nearby Mm -hmm. you know Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. think that like the final decision you make, like I just you have to respect whatever decision is made by that person. Totally. Totally. I'm going to have a lot more to say about that next episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Toby and Jack then walk into this coffee shop where there are like two men who were supposed to presume are a couple because they're both in turtlenecks and like mock <laughs> turtlenecks and like possibly gay and like they wave at like Toby when he walks in and like, you know, Toby's just kind of like, great. Like what kind of coffee can I get yet? You know, like, and Jack, Jack is like supremely uncomfortable. Yeah. (laughs) And at first you're like, Oh my God, are we back to this storytelling of like Jack not being around wanting to be around gay, you know, characters or whatever. And he's like, Hey, can we talk? And he pulls Toby aside and he's like, feels like we're meeting another couple on a Saturday night and it's kind of feels a little bit more than just coffee. Right. And Toby's like, I would like it if it was. And Jack's like, maybe I wasn't clear, but like, we're just friends and it's Mm -hmm. like, it's not going to happen. Like, you know, we just don't click. And like, I don't think we can change that. Mm hmm. And I feel like it's completely respectful what he's saying. It's like, I'm not going to go on some, like, date. I don't want to lead you on. Yeah. I don't want to be, like, you know, swindled into going on a date with you that I don't feel comfortable. And this has nothing to do with that it's a double date with gay people. It's just that I don't want to like, lead you on or anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, Jack, and he says, like, Jack's like, uh, we can definitely be friends, but, like, that's all we are. Yeah. And And Toby is kind of like, like why and that's when jack says that they don't click and like jack's like you know i wish we had something but we don't and you know maybe it's a good not a good idea for me to like do this tutoring thing yeah and then toby is like no 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 you're great at it like i'm i'll find something else like i'll go somewhere else like you keep doing it you know yeah and then yeah, Jack's and- like, no, 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 don't do that. Like, it, you know, we can do this together. But like, just so you know, we're only going to be friends. Yeah. Like, I'll see you next Saturday. And he mm-hmm. leaves. And like, Toby is sad faced, but it, but does it tell Jack that it's fine? He's sad faced yeah. after Jack leaves. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a weird, I don't know why they're doing the storytelling, <laughs> but like, 
it's like a good representation of how to handle those situations kind of on both parties too, because mm-hmm. like you get the vibe that like traditionally Toby would be like, no, definitely not a double date, even though like it is like, <laughs> it he is, definitely yeah. is like, yeah, like I would like to be more than that. And then yeah. when Jack's like, no, he's like, Oh, okay. So, right. you know, like, yeah, they, they actually <laughs> have good boundaries. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So so we go then to the Leary's where Dawson gets home and Gail's asleep on the couch. And Dawson's yeah. like, oh, were you waiting up for me? And Gail <laughs> says, I'm a mother. That's what we do. And just like to put it out there, never. My mother never once waited up for me. <laughs> she was like, I'm, never waited up I'm for going me, to fucking sleep. We definitely had to wake my mom up when we got home and she would scream every time. <laughs> <laughs> We would burst out laughing. We're like, why do you make us do this? Yeah. Why? Uh, I didn't I didn't have to wake my mom every once in a while I would just to say, like, hey, I'm home, just so you know. Uh-huh. If my dad got up to pee in the middle of the night, which he did every night, if I wasn't home when he got up to pee, like sometimes I mean, this is how old I am. I'm gonna age myself right now. I would get a page about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> on, on my pager. Yes, I had uh-huh. one. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 <laughs> and and so like but I I didn't have a curfew, nor did my parents yeah. wait up. And my dad slept with a CPAP, so my and it was loud. It was like a, a like yeah. old school CPAP, so it was loud. So my mom couldn't even hear if I came in like yeah. she couldn't hear anything no my dad snores and so we would like try to be at their door like to their room and be like mom mom and like no we'd have to get closer and closer yeah. and yeah, closer yeah, yeah. we'd wait for like whoever came home last to go do it up t- together shit's yeah. so funny I know that's hilarious <laughs> no <laughs> um but so well and my room was at the front of the house so like if I was like not going to wake them up, they wouldn't even know when I came home because I, mm-hmm. I you know, it was like sneak right into your room. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, Gail asked if Dawson had a good time and Dawson's like, actually, no, honest, I didn't. <laughs> um, he's like, I'm worried I'm going to end up number seven on the loser list of Gretchen's loser list. Yeah. Um, and Dawson's like, maybe you were right, mom. Like, maybe like it is a timing thing. Mm. And Gail's like, no, 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 I was wrong. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, she's like, you know, you're almost grown. Like, you can date this girl. And like, and then like Dawson kind of was like, yeah, but like, I might get hurt. And Gretchen has more experience than I do. And mm-hmm. Gail then like has who has done a complete 180. I know. <laughs> is like, so yeah, bizarre. but her experience makes her she, who she is, and like she's crazy about you. And like, yeah. just and you got to be goes. willing to put your heart at risk. You have to take yeah. these risks, you know, for love. Yeah. Um, and it kind of like it, his f- risk taking fear. Like I oscillate back and forth. I was like, is this like it made me wonder if he really loved Joey in the way he thinks he did or if mm. it was just like the safest thing to do? I think that's a great question to ask your- yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I have an answer to that, but I think that like, I I think we're going to keep coming back to like what their relationship meant and what it means and why yeah. it continues to have a hold over them. Yeah, because like, I don't know if we're supposed to take away from this whole season long, like, you know, story that Dawson's on that like 
his heart is so broken he's afraid to like take a risk again in a new mm. relationship mm. which is like i think what they're trying to get at but it doesn't feel that way to me it feels yeah. that like just in general he's scared to take a risk with his heart and like that is why he went for joey in the first place because she mm-hmm. already was in love with him and she already liked him and she already knew him and all this stuff and, it and was he like already the, knew her exactly so it was super easy yeah so we get this knock at the door then and and it's gretchen you know dawson goes and answers it and it's gretchen and and gail's like nice to her at first and like says good night to both of them as dawson kind of like moves into the living room and then gail corners gretchen and is like i I don't know what this means (laughs) but (laughs) I hope Dawson will never be seven on any list. And I was like, whoa, oh my God. <laughs> what if someone's mom said that to you? Oh, my God. I mean, God. my thing was like protective mom Gail. But and I wish that protective mom Gail was protective mom Gail when Dawson kissed Joey without her consent. But, you mm-hmm. know, her protective mom to her surrogate daughter, Joey. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. But it's whatever. like, yeah, like, I don't know. I definitely would feel weirded out by this because he would oh, be like, yeah. oh, he came home and talked to his mom about <laughs> <laughs> about this because <laughs> he's fucking 17 and in high school. Gretchen. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I mean, like, he that- didn't talk to his friends or like i don't know yeah i mean yeah where's jack so gretchen then like tells like gail goes to bed and gretchen and dawson have a chat and she's like you know i took a cab here instead of going to the bar to get black and tans girl in 2020 you're gonna regret that decision (laughs) and she's like but i did get to hear like my friend's opinion of you you know and they really liked you and like you know and he's like, what about the age thing? And she's like, it doesn't bother them. And he's like, but it bothers me. Also, unrealistic. If you had dated someone that was 17 when we were 21, I would have judged the ever-loving shit out of you. I and been like, agree. And been like, girl, I gotta, like, we have to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. What are like, you doing? I, I completely agree. I mean, I know my parents really ingrained it in me of like, why would an older person date someone that much younger like what's wrong with them like that was mm. definitely the way it was framed in my house so I'm always sus of older people dating younger people mm-hmm. you know um and like I definitely think that was a better framing of like than trying to blame the younger person you know but I, it has been it was like really reinforced to me of like that's weird don't yeah. do that <laughs> and and like to clarify if dawson was 35 and gretchen was like 38 39 no one would give a two shits yeah because but your parents your 17 parents and 21 are, yeah you usually have your own opinions by the time you're 30 your parents only accept you up until like 20 your early 20s like so 23. yes yeah exactly. yeah <laughs> no totally but also like but also there's this part of me that's like you know the difference between 35 and 39 is is much different than 17 and 21 yeah without a doubt definitely yeah you know uh, you know it's like you're not growing that much between 35 and 39 we're all just fucking totally. trying not to like sleep in a position that makes us want to die <laughs> The next at, this point, <laughs> at this point at this point that's where we're at 
So yeah, anyway, like, he's just like, it kind of bothers me. Like, you know, I, I wish that we could go to clubs together and I wish that I could order a bottle of wine with you at a restaurant and like, sure. you know, and like, I don't want to hold you back. And I definitely think this is like a really insightful thing to think, you know, Absolutely. like, oh, we're kind of in these different places and it's super bizarre to me, you know? Absolutely. And then Dawson says this thing that I actually really like, which is like, I can't just be the nice guy you're dating after this bad relationship. Yeah. And I like I've I just maintain and like I haven't I don't Gretchen hasn't really changed my mind about it, but I really think that's what's happening. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I've thought that from the beginning and I get it. I know people do that. And like, you're like, okay, I traditionally go for these like really hurtful, like toxic, but then charismatic people. Mm. And so like, what if I go for this kind of like boring, good guy? Like, that's like super obsessed with me. Maybe like this, especially when you're young, you're like, I don't know. Like maybe my instincts (laughs) are totally wrong. Let me just go with this person I never would go for. So like, it totally makes sense in that way of what Uh Gretchen's doing. And that's the way in which I can suspend the disbelief that she would date someone so much younger and yeah and it's such a different place you know like 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 she must have been really hurt by people in the past you know they don't really get so much into it where I can like completely understand it but when I go there I'm like but we also know that like her previous boyfriend got her pregnant and then she had a miscarriage and like she's like kind of fucking reeling from that shit yeah like she has trauma from that totally Yeah. yeah He definitely like slept around whether or not like they were like really together or not like you know whether it was like loose boundaries like we don't really know know. we're just supposed to like think like oh the most horrific thing happened she found herself pregnant like you know like (laughs) Uh, so she's gonna go for good guy virginal Dawson like he's not gonna hurt her you know like that's I guess what we're supposed to take away from it but like she's like no that's not true (laughs) girl I think it might be I know. But like they kiss and then Dawson asks when he gets to see Lucky. Which is like, if you recall, the leprechaun on her hip. I know. And like it's she's like, like one we'll of the see. First times he's like low key mentioned sex. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Like since honestly, since like I guess since him and Eve. Yeah. So anyway, we go back to Pacey's. And Joey and Pacey are kind of, like, kissing. She's maybe sitting on his lap. They're, like, talking about the evening. Yeah. And, like, she explains what happened with Drew, like, what she talked to him about. Mm -hmm. And Pacey's kind of like, why would Anna give him another chance? Like, she seemed like a perfectly reasonable girl. (laughs) And then Joey Joey. fucking Potter. Fuck you. What's Joey's middle name? Should we? Joey. Lillian. Lillian Potter. (laughs) She's like, sleeping with someone you just met is totally reasonable. Girl, it is. Fuck Absolutely. off, Joey. <laughs> Fuck off. This is like, it's hard when Joey just is such a slut shamer like this. I Drew know. sexually assaulted her and she constantly is giving him space. He fucked someone he didn't know either. I didn't hear that come out of her mouth. I, I mean, with girl, judgment. agree. Agree. She just like slut shaming this girl Anna for like no reason. Anna was like completely nice to her the whole time, you know? Also, Joey, sometimes you just sleep with someone. It's fine. Yeah, no, totally. And like the thing is, like, Anna is everything Joey hates. She's like this rich girl or whatever. And Anna was totally nice to Joey. Like, you know, which it's like yeah fuck you joey like and like fuck the writers for like perpetuating this like really toxic idea like drew fucks her too 
I agree. And and Pacey's like, you know, he kind of he kind of is <laughs> says, you know, I don't know, like two people do something they both want to do. Like, I don't think it's crazy. Yeah. And Joey's like, oh, unlike then she gets all hurt. Unlike what we're doing. Yeah. And like, it's like, you know, this thing that we don't talk about, we have a problem. Yeah. Yes, you have problems if you don't talk about him, Joey. That's the way that happens in relationships. That <laughs> yeah. definitely happens, you know. And like, so yeah, whenever she's like confronted with something that's uncomfortable for her to talk about, she gets really mean to Pacey. She does. Because she, because Pacey says this used to be a little problem that we can ignore, but now we've ignored it and it's a big problem and it's obscuring my view of you. Yeah. Which, Which I was like, Ooh, that doesn't land quite well. Like, I don't like I get where you're coming from. But like, ooh, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, fuck you. I know. know? Bye now. Yeah. And so she takes it that way. And he like kind of like can see that that isn't what he didn't mean it like that. You know, he didn't mean it hurtfully. Yeah. I do want to say that I wish there was room for like a person not wanting to have sex at all, like being like kind of asexual. Although we haven't seen that in Joey, right? Like she has yeah. a sex drive. She has a sexuality. Yeah. Um, but like, we also like Pacey and Joey have not discussed this since like, I don't know, in like eight episodes, nine episodes, right? Yeah, something yeah. like that. So like, it's been a long time since they've discussed this since they've actually even talked about sex. Exactly. Yeah. And, and Joey kind of comes back at him is like, what if I don't like sleep with you soon? We're going to break up and it's going to be my fault. And he's like, no, like <laughs> I'm fine with waiting. Like I am fine with waiting. And she's like, we talked about this. And he's like, yeah, I know. But like, we're not continuing to talk about it. Right. Um, And he's like, I'm happy that we didn't, have sex too soon like I'm grateful that we took the time to really fall in love and to mm-hmm. really get to know each other and like you can tell like he's trying to develop new boundaries within se- about sex within him because he feels like he shouldn't quote shouldn't have fucked Miss Jacobs like that was his fault and not that he was <laughs> raped you know and then mm-hmm. he also sees the ways in which like maybe like him having sex with Andy was like too soon and they didn't really like sort out like they they kind of started the relationship on like unhealthy footing so he's trying to develop these healthy relationships or healthy boundaries with sex in addition to trying to develop the ways in which to talk about it (laughs) Mm. and And he's like but I want you to know like I am ready to take it to the next level like I am fine waiting but I am ready to take it to the next level yeah yeah because he's like you know it's been eight months I feel like we're supposed to take away from him saying that like oh what a horn dog or whatever and it's like why can't we have these conversations about sex you know like I don't think there's anything wrong with that like even when Henry says to Jen like but we're gonna have sex at some point right like I do think you should be able to say stuff like that I I agree with you 100% and I think like you know the thing is is that like what Pacey's saying is basically like I don't know that I was ready Mm -hmm. early on in our relationship like you know Unlike him and Andy, which started off kind of casual and like Mm -hmm. they just kind of hung out and maybe dated a little bit and maybe they kissed and like, you know, whatever. But like at a certain point they got serious and then at a certain point they slept together. 
like he and Joey have never been anything but serious. Exactly. Yeah. You so know, they started their relationship off saying they were in love with each other. Well, and like, and also, I mean, there's no way in which if Joey dates Dawson's best friend, it can be anything but serious. She can't casually right. date Pacey. Right. I mean, which fucking sucks, but like, it is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and so like, and so they've always been serious. And, and I agree with him on a certain level of like, hey, this has always had to be a serious relationship. And we have always had to know that we like were in it, like mm-hmm. in this relationship. And like, maybe that meant that we weren't ready to have sex right away. And that's like, okay. You know, I mean, I yeah. still maintain my position, which is like, no way you didn't have sex on that boat. But, yeah. <laughs> but putting a pin in that, putting a pin in that, you know, like him saying like, look, we like took the time. We have this intimacy. We like, you know, we're like so close to each other. And like, I'm now ready. Like, I'm ready to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think... I, I think there's like a part of that narrative too that's actually really good, which is like even though Pacey has had sex before, it doesn't mean he's always ready to have yes. sex with whoever he's with. Totally. And I think that's a great narrative. Like, give yes. me that narrative all the time. And and Pacey is like, I don't want to jeopard. I don't want to jeopardize. This is the most amazing relationship I've ever had. I don't want to jeopardize it, but it's also been eight months. And like, at this point, it's not me. That's like saying no to this. It's you. And there's this moment, like these two, Katie Holmes and Joshua Jackson, like their physicality with each other. And that's like, when I bring up the like kissing of the hands and the forehead Mm -hmm. kisses and stuff, this is always what it is, is like the intimacy that these two actors have with each other. Cause like, she like she like kind of like melts into him and like holds his stomach in this like very intimate way and she's like i want you (laughs) i i really want you like i don't want there to be any confusion about this Mm -hmm. and he says to her like i need to know that you Mm -hmm. know and i think that that's like this is the problem with them not talking about it is that Mm -hmm. like he feels insecure that she doesn't want him in the way that he wants her, you know, that she doesn't need him in the way that he needs her. Like kind of like calling back to what Dawson said at the end in true love, you know, Mm -hmm, is like, mm -hmm. you know, you love him in the way he loves you. And you do need to reinforce those things with people. You know, you can't just assume that like they know you love them or that they know that you want to be with them and stuff like that. You you know, you have to like constantly reinforce that. You have to like really, you know, continue to work at that and build at that, you know. And so Mm -hmm. I do like that he's saying what he needs from her, you know. And she's trying to provide it. She was like, Mm -hmm. I want you to know that, like know Mm -hmm. that I want you. I do. Like I am not trying to like hold that back and she says i don't know what's wrong like i i do keep holding back and like i'm scared yeah she's like i'm just scared and he's like good because i'm fucking terrified (laughs) yeah yeah. oh my god and he's like she's like you are and you're like yes this is why you should be talking about it like (laughs) honestly i don't know why they're not talking about it like because like for how like much you would want to fuck him I get her being scared. I told sure. like this is such a true feeling in a way that like I think most women have 
you know, girls have felt like when they're virgins without Mm -hmm. a doubt. And like, if you, like you in that position where like, I want to have sex with him. I don't know. I'm super scared. I'm super scared. Do you feel like you would be talking about this? You know, a hundred percent, especially when you're like at the point where you're like making out and it's kind of escalating. And then you're like, Oh, like, I'm so scared. I don't (laughs) know. I don't know. Like, you know, like it's really bizarre. I agree. And, and she just says like, you know, he says, yeah, and laughs. And then she's like, well, we can be scared together. And they hug each other. And we like kind of see it through the window. And I just want to say like, that's not the end of the conversation. I know. Why do we keep getting these half conversations between them of like, we just got to try harder. Let's be scared together. You're like, what the fuck is this? Uh, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's a second half of that conversation of like, you know, what do we need to do to make you know not like I I feel weird saying like what do we need to do to make it happen like you know, yeah that sounds weird but, but kind of it's it is that yeah it's like yeah, okay like, I think we need to continue having these conversations and at least discussing the reason why are we scared like what yeah. is scary like will that change is that possible to change like I don't know like mm-hmm. it just seems like especially since of how they've really joey framed her relationship with dawson where she Mm. was so you know analytical so in her head we're supposed to and like i've always maintained i never see that with dawson but like that's who she thinks she is where she overanalyzes and talks about everything Mm -hmm. and we just like don't see that and i don't i have a hard time with that like i don't know it's like yeah yeah, I think it's, that's fair because we don't see it. We yeah. see these two people who had a conversation a long time ago about like, hey, you know, Pacey kind of being like, hey, like maybe we should talk about this. Yeah. And then them being there are other things that we can do. Like she says there are other things that we can do. And my thing is like, okay, so you've like been rounding some bases if we're going to use that yeah. as an analogy for the last however many months. Mm-hmm. And like at a certain point, there's a final base to hit and like yeah and so what does that look like like, and like what how are we comfortable with hitting that base are we comfortable with hitting that base is it a base we want to go to I mean those are all valid questions totally without a doubt you know and like you know that's why this time of your life is so complicated because Mm. like you're kind of at the point where you don't have to wait anymore you know yeah 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 like it's except socially acceptable to have sex when you're like 17 18 you know yeah yeah yeah. sure sure so you you no longer have to like hold on to this you know yeah but then you're like I don't know. I've been told to hold on to it all this time. That's kind of all I know what to do. And I really want to have sex, but I kind of don't know how to, or like all these, you know, really, really complicated things that I think a number of like, I can completely relate to without a doubt, you know, absolutely Um, same. And like, I don't know. It's like kind of hard. I mean, ultimately all we know is everyone knows you just, you just do it. it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You just choose to you're do it and then you do like, it. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. I guess tonight's the night. Yeah. Let's do it. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, the little, the button, and I, I, I hesitate to use button because it is um, much heavier than a button. On yeah. the end of this episode is that Dawson the next day goes to Mr. Brooks's house, kind of knocks. He doesn't answer. He walks in and Dawson finds Mr. Brooks collapsed on the floor. Yeah. And we fade to black. Her. That's the end. Yeah. 
It's a wild one. (laughs) It's wild in a different way than the other ones. The last few have been wild, but it's like, it's wild nonetheless. Yeah, like, I hate when the episode involves the character, my least favorite character, Joey's virginity. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. It's such an eye roll. The way that Joey frames Anna, I don't like. I don't like the way the show frames it of like, if I fuck him, you won't respect me. And like this kind of idea of like men doling out respect based on like your purity. (laughs) Absolutely. So disgusting. Um, it yeah. I I don't really get Daw- I Dawson and Gretchen's relationship. I like it, but like I don't get it. You know, like I definitely think it's one of those situations where she's just looking for someone safe, and because she hasn't really done that before, and he's like, I don't want to be that person. And it's like, well, but you are, and you know that, which is why you're saying this to her, but she's just kind of like lying to you. It seems like it's less serious than they're making it out. Like their relationship itself is like not as serious as they're like going about it. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it's like, guys, you're casually dating. It's totally fine. Totally. (laughs) And like, it kind of feels authentic to like a, a crush. Like if they like a crush you would have when you were 11 that then you dated and then it like really is nothing, you know? So it's kind of funny to have that like relationship when you're 18, 17, 18, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But then try to put all this weight on it in a way that like, I don't really understand. I mean, I know that that's just Dawson's journey of him being like, what is love? How do I date people? Like all these things, you know, like he's like, I guess, quote unquote, a romantic. So he's like, everyone I'm with is going to be like, (laughs) A great love, a, a and great all this love. Stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah. like that's just like a really weird, unhealthy boundary. Um, and then like, yeah, watching him and Joey, like they've always done this, but like really moralize sex. Like, yeah, you know, I yell yeah. about that all the time. I just think that's wholly inappropriate and just like one of the most hideous like agents of the patriarchy. Agree. Agree. Totally. So, who you're rooting for? I'm rooting for Jack. (laughs) Good. I I loved, I loved that Jack, I loved how he dealt with the kid that he will, the kid that he was dealing with. And then I also Mm -hmm. loved kind of how he told Toby what he wanted and needed. And like, right. You know, it was like, here's where I'm at. Um, I'm, I'm rooting for Anna. Yeah. Like she seems actually kind of rad and like, good for her. Totally. Yeah, you know? she's funny. She seems like good-hearted, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm rooting for Rachel really True. Strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always Kira? rooting for Rachel True to just fucking delight me at every turn. And girl, I will watch you in anything. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm rooting for Mr. Brooks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. I, you know, yeah, I mean, I, that, that scene really did like fucking crush me. I don't know why. Maybe I'm, I'm being emotional right now. Just, you know, I, I'm yeah. in one of those emotional weeks that, that this yeah, pandemic definitely. has brought on. But, yeah. <laughs> but like, no, I, I just like, was I like, it made me a mess. Like, <laughs> yeah. Lack of male intimacy is really heartbreaking to me. It's so sad. And Same, I mean, like, yeah. You know, it's just really sad that we do that as a society. I mean, it's just the ways in which the patriarchy hurts everyone, you know, 
it's like, why are we upholding these things that like really hurts everyone? Like no one wins totally. from this, you know, totally it's really sad. It's so sad. Totally. Okay. So for our listener corner, yeah, we've got two because I want to really apologize for how hard I went on chipped beef. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of personal opinions about meat, but I per like, and one of the biggest ones is that, like, I don't think that we should judge what people eat in the absence of yeah. food insecurity. And, like, that wasn't – I should have said that before I went in on it because, like, I like I yeah. do think people should eat less meat personally. But I wouldn't – like, I don't think I would ever say that to anyone because we don't live in a world with food security. So, right. like, you got to eat. And if we're not going to give people – that security then like i'm <laughs> not gonna eat chipped beef then you gotta eat chipped beef and i didn't say that in advance of it but yes chip the sound of those two words together really grosses me out <laughs> so yes. i apologize for going so hard without issuing that in front because we need food security before we have to listen to anyone going on and on about veganism i don't want to hear about veganism ever but that one really we all can collectively agree those hyper vegans that like really want to talk to you about it without food security is just right. like, shut up, you know? Absolutely. Uh, so we've got two updates on chipped beef. This okay. one's from Heather. Okay. I eat chipped beef on toast growing up and I will still occasionally eat it as one does for nostalgic food. The beef part is thinly sliced processed beef, the kind of like lunch meat. It is, quote, chipped into pieces, then mixed with a cream sauce. Growing up, we got the indication it was something we ate since it was cheap and we didn't have a lot of money. It was something my own parents ate since they grew up poor. When I looked it up, when I looked up the background of the meal, since I was curious, I found a lot of info on its origins coming from the armed services and the Great mm. Depression. Mm. Again, suggesting the meal gained popularity due to its low cost. We are also from the Midwest, so it might be a regional thing. I always find these stories interesting on how food and cuisine is not only regional, but socioeconomic as well. Okay. And so this is from Lori. Okay. My father is a Vietnam vet like John Witter, but not anything else like John Witter. But knowing that John Witter is a Vietnam vet actually makes me understand him a little bit. Vietnam was horrific for many veterans. As I was growing up, my dad wouldn't talk about his tours whenever I would ask him to tell me what it was like. But a few years ago, sitting at my kitchen table, he finally did. I just had to wait for him to be ready to tell me about it. I wrote everything he told me down because it's important to remember and share painful memory too. painful Mm. memories, too. Mm-hmm. Can I quickly tell you one of his stories? There are many, but this one hit me hard. My dad and some of his army buddies left base one night on leave to go get dinner. They went into a restaurant and right after they left, a Viet Cong passed them and tossed a hand grenade into the restaurant they just oh walked God. out of. Everyone in the restaurant was killed. If they had lingered just seconds longer, he would have been too. Mm-hmm. I sat at my kitchen table with tears in my eyes, not wanting to react too much because I needed him to tell me everything and he, f- how he felt, who he lost and what he lost. It took a lot for him to open up. Anyway, many Vietnam vets and veterans who've served in any war or conflict are not given the proper tools to deal with what they experience, and they also don't know how to ask for help. Mm-hmm. It doesn't excuse behavior, but we need to recognize their trauma. 
Not everyone has the tools to deal with what they saw and experienced, and also they choose bad behaviors to drown the pain. Perhaps this is what John Witter is doing by going to a sex worker, excessively drinking and abusing his family. He's Mm -hmm. dealing with this pain in the only way he knows. Like I said, I'm not excusing this behavior. I'm only trying to identify the source. And finally, chipped beef on toast, or as my dad used to call it by its army slang, S O S mm-hmm. shit on a shingle. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you could get any grosser. <laughs> I love it. I love that. It is an army staple because it can feed many people. It's basically beef shaved or ground or another meat, whatever is available in a white sauce, usually made with butter and flour and salt and pepper mm. served over toast. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> But with John Witter being an army vet and the Witter family having a large family, I'm not surprised it was served in their home. I know it was in mine growing up. <laughs> I first of all, I want to just uh, um, express appreciation for sharing those stories, guys. Like I, I really appreciate that. And you know, it's it's funny. My um, my dad grew up pretty pretty poor. Um, my dad was one of eight. Like I said last time. Um. And, you know, pretty poor. And so I know my mom and I used to make fun of my dad a lot about his tastes in food because he <laughs> he was really um, he, he really loved um, pork and beans or like like, you know, those like canned wieners. And oh, beans. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that was like my dad's um, like favorite. He fucking loved it. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I agree with Aaron. Like, I don't want to judge, but also like. And, and I, I'm, I have a little different perspective than Aaron about my vegetarianism. I, it's not because I don't like meat. In fact, quite the opposite. Mm -hmm. I fucking love meat and I sometimes miss it dearly. Um, There were other reasons um, for my vegetarian and I, it's not something I necessarily like to share because I don't, I I just feel like nobody, whatever, make your own fucking decisions. Um, (laughs) But like, (laughs) it's fine. You don't need to hear mine. But, um, but I totally get it. And I, I agree. And it's funny. It's just like, there's just something about the name chipped beef yeah, on toast. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. I was like, oh, that's Oof. tough. I don't even know what chipped beef is. Even describing it, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, okay. But like, um, but I think that that's so fascinating. And I, I agree that there's like, I, I don't know if you, maybe this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but there's a great Twitter feed called 70s Dinner Party. <laughs> and I don't know if it's 70s or rather 50s. I mean, I think, uh-huh. but it's like, you know, all those old, like, we kind of think of them. I always think of them as Midwestern, but maybe uh-huh. that's unfair to the Midwest. <laughs> but like, those like meat in gelatin, like kind of dishes oh, where you're just like, gross. what's happening yeah, yeah. here? <laughs> like, why does this exist? I know. And it's just like, there's this part of me that's like, I am both like I I am simultaneously disgusted and fucking fascinated that like this is totally. how America no. ate and sometimes eats completely. So. No, I mean we're such a big country with such diverse cuisines, regional co- cuisines, mm-hmm. and like so many interesting and things yeah. and like culture and like you know I travel a lot and for for pleasure and I'm mm. definitely down to try some weird ass shit like yeah you know and the 
we have a completely different cuisine in California. Like sure. it is true. We grew up eating avocados all the time, which is why sure. whatever California has avocados on it. But we also <laughs> like we do eat a lot of vegetables here. Um, yeah. You know, in a way in that general, because we grow them here. So like it's yeah. not uncommon to like have a lot of vegetables. So like I can remember the first time I had like ambrosia salad or like things that like we mm-hmm. didn't just grow up eating a lot of like I never ate canned vegetables really no. or like canned mm-hmm. fruit. That wasn't that was something I we ate had. some canned fruit like on yogurt or cottage cheese or something mm-hmm. like that was something I remember we had in my house for earthquakes <laughs> we mm-hmm. never mm-hmm. ate it <laughs> mm-hmm. totally. so that's kind of what I've always associated with and then I like have learned in my adulthood and in my travels that like that isn't the case Elsewhere. in a lot of places yeah definitely or in a lot of households totally. in general so that's super interesting um and totally. then to Lori's point about Vietnam I like know I briefly touched on it but not enough but yes I I think it, like I've said before, like I respect every troop, you know, every armed yeah. service person that goes to war. I Absolutely. think it's horrific that the U.S. requests that of them. Yes. I think that's horrible that the only large scale jobs program that that happens is in the U.S. for a pathway to the middle class without an education is military or police. Mm. I completely think that's hideous. I think it's disgusting. You know, I I have I'm not okay with that (laughs) and that we like make really young people like kind of destroy their whole lives you know like Mm -hmm. you can't no one can handle that trauma but especially at a young age you know Mm -hmm. and like it's so sad it's so sad to me um and like just truly hideous like I knew a number of people in high school that went to Iraq and I know that it still affects them to this day um Mm -hmm. And it's so sad. Again, I agree it doesn't excuse any behavior that is hideous. But I think that this is a community problem. Why don't we have more, you know, ways in which to get help? Like, I don't even think they should have to ask for it. I think when you get back, you should just do like. (laughs) Yeah, you should just get it. Patient, like six months, like, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, mental health <laughs> workshop, you know, totally. I just think that should be part of it. And again, that could be an additional jobs program to give people more jobs, obviously. So uh, to me, that is a problem of our community that we don't have. We don't see this as a problem. You know, I live in a place, with a lot of homeless people and a lot of homeless vets. Why, why, mm. why do we have that? It's truly, truly hideous. Yeah. And, and I mean, just to, to clarify, you know, or to, to be upfront, like my, the reason that I come from the middle class is because my grandfather um, went into the service. Um, You know, my grandfather was born in Italy and came here when he was eight. Um, uh, Left my, my grandparents left um, Italy because of Mussolini. And, you know, I'm, I'm from the South of Italy uh, and Mussolini was very racist I mean, Italians to this day are are very <laughs> racist against Southern Italians, um, and and um, and very discriminatory towards Southern Italians, and that's where my family is from. And my grandfather eventually went into the armed forces um, and fought in World War II. He fought in the Pacific. He didn't fight against Italians, but um, he was a radio man in the Pacific, and that is the reason that you know, my, my mom's side of the family is in the middle class, um, is because of the GI bill. And because my grandfather was able to, to go to college, um, 
after he got back from uh, the Philippines, uh, which is where he was stationed. Um, and so, like, you know, I absolutely agree. And I think that... Um, I think that we should be providing those services to veterans. I think we should be providing mental health services to veterans. I mean, I kind of think we should be providing mental health services to everyone free of charge. You know what I mean? I think it would do so much good in this world. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I I agree with you, you know, absolutely. Um, uh, And, um, yeah, I mean, thank you for sharing that about your dad. I think... I think so often Vietnam, because it's such a politically charged war, I think um, people forget how damaging it was. Um, yeah. I mean, but, I completely feel the same way about Iraq. Right. It's so sad that, you know, the left completely politicized it. And like, you know, I'm not I, I'm not going to make it like that, but that it became so political that like then mm-hmm. when young kids came back, they had nothing. Right. <laughs> so sad. It's just so sad. Well, and it's both sides are at fault. Yeah. Right? Like they're at yeah. fault for different reasons, Um, but they're both at fault for why these troops and these people are not taken care of, Um, whether it's coming back from Vietnam or coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan um you know or coming back from the korean war or world war ii i mean you know i didn't say this but like mr brooks there's a way in which mr brooks quietness and like sort of um his just complete shutdown of any needs reminds me a lot of my grandfather who is Mm. who is who is my grandfather's still alive is a tremendously sweet man and has been through some fucking shit. I mean, that, I mean, obviously like he survived a dictatorship and like had to march to school in a, in a uniform for that dictator and like whatever. But like, you know, I, I often think about what he need, what he needed or needs at any given moment. And that like, that's, he, he's not a person that would ever ask for anything. Mm -hmm. And that's even to this day. And that's to me sometimes makes me sad. And I, you know, I want him to have what he needs. And I don't know that he even yeah. knows how to ask for it. Mm-hmm. And maybe we shouldn't make people ask for it, you know? So, that, that too. Totally. So sad. And like, mm. you know, we're going to, obviously we're going to have to deal with our mental health crisis, like in the coming months and years, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. they say the most, like Japan did a study on like the, the Fukushima disaster and all of this suicides happened 18 months later. Mm. So, uh, we're going to be having to deal with the fallout of, of this pandemic for years. For a while. Um, yeah. Dark. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So for our work first bound, this is from, um, Tamara. Mm. Even though it was a small part of the episode, when Pacey goes to comfort Anna and talk about just trying to figure out what you're good at makes so much sense, especially for your podcast Workforce Bound segment. You have Pacey who helped to build a business, restored a boat, great at sailing, successfully worked to remove an abusive teacher, and seemed to show that he can do well in a crisis. But yet he is in danger of failing out of high school. The cookie-cutter life plan of study hard, get good grades, go to college, major in something, quote, practical so you can get a good job is so clearly failing a great number of kids with learning styles that fail to match up with the broken and bureaucratic way that we measure students' knowledge. 
when we are also robbing our society of untapped talents that are never explored because music, dance, and art programs are constantly getting cut off and schools don't emphasize the value of creativity. I think the effort to address gaps in our education system should start much earlier than high school. We all start off as children excited about learning new things, curious about the world and how things work. And then unfortunately, most schools and grading systems stamp out that stamp that right out of us. Mm-hmm. The focus is on what grade you are getting versus what you are actually learning. The grades are not necessarily reflective of a student's capacity, problem-solving skills, or emotional intelligence. So I think part of the solution is moving away from such strict focus on traditional grading and look to more goal-growth-oriented evaluations, um, which can help account for various learning styles and differences in academic and life experiences. In my middle school and high school, we had three tracks, average, advanced, and gifted. Kids are labeled average at 11 years old. Mm. It's so harmful and results in a number of kids going through life thinking they're not smart and can't do well in school, which can become self-fulfilling, become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like pretty much everything else in life, we need to figure out how to do better for the next generation. I mean, A, agreed on all fronts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, B, I think I think there's a couple of really important fa- points there, and, and I appreciate you writing into us. I mean, I think that, as we've been talking about, it's not for colleges and for everyone, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like... I agree. I mean, as someone who, you know, I I played music in high school and continued in college. And for me, it wasn't something that I I didn't want to study music and but I loved playing it. And I I still love playing it. And I loved being around musicians and, and, you know, talking music with people. Um, I I think that there is such a, a way for that to um, I wish that schools were better at helping kids navigate careers in those professions. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like not necessarily like, Hey, so you want to be a professional musician? Here you go. But more just more like, this is how you invoice. (laughs) Totally. And like, I mean, even in college, like I, I, there are so many authors that I work with that have a master's of fine arts. I have an MFA in Mm -hmm. writing and don't know the first thing about publishing. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. They can write, but like they don't know anything about the fucking publishing business. And it's like, <laughs> hello. And like, that's mm-hmm. a person that with college degrees, multiple of them, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, how could we possibly expect people who only have a high school education to, you know, know some of these ins and outs of these like career paths, you know? Right. And even if it's yeah. just like, let's point you in this direction. You know, why aren't we doing more of that? I absolutely agree, you know. Yeah, and and to your point about grades, Mm. I personally have always felt grades are a scam. (laughs) I remember being in high school and my AP Euro teacher being like, I mean, this is like loosely how I do grades, but if I think you deserve an A, I'll give you an A. And I was like, all right, then I'm going to try less hard. And I still got an A, you know. (laughs) And I was like, so this is all a scam, you know, like – Julie and I at our college, the fir- the year we went there was the first year we were 
they were required to do grades. Give us um, grades. Used, yeah. Yeah. Used to, there used to not be grades that are like, we still, yeah, we still got the narrative evaluation, the other part, but, uh, we had to do grades. Mm-hmm. And I remember being disappointed. That was one of the main reasons why I wanted to go there. Cause I like, it's the grade is determined by the teacher. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know the answer to this because we've talked about it off mic, but um, did you ever have a black teacher? <laughs> I um, I don't know that I have ever had a black teacher. I If I did, it was in college, the first mm-hmm. black teacher I ever had. Yeah, and like how many Asian teachers did you have? Mm, two, maybe three. <laughs> and like, you know. Latino teachers maybe a little more just because of where I lived. Yeah. But like not that many more yeah like <laughs> completely i completely agree like i mean it, it's so hard to remember way back in school so We're you know old. i'm like but i cannot <laughs> remember having a black teacher like i actually like i was like have i ever had an asian teacher and like i grew up in a like an area with a pretty large asian population when yeah, i was in did. elementary school and mm-hmm. in high school in college our college actually didn't have that many asian kids um relative to like the frequency in which they attend the UC system. Um, But like it's so what we're saying is the people that determine this, this idea of what you're a good student or not are like pretty exclusively white. Uh Mm -hmm. And I was always like, this is a scam. Yeah. I mean, I agree. And like, you know, uh, I mean, like I said, I, uh, you know, I was always a favorite of teachers because I did well in school. And also I was kind of a sassy little piece of shit um, in a way that they really enjoyed, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, I was usually on teacher's good side. But yeah, I mean, the only the only it's funny as someone who teaches now, I, I teach for UCL Extension. Um, I I grade solely off of points. Mm-hmm. I add up points and I have a rubric for everything. So like Mm -hmm. if you answer these questions, even if I don't like your answer, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You answered the questions and like, you know, I'll give you notes on it if I don't like your answer, but like you did answer the question, you completed the assignment as, as I asked you to complete it. And Mm -hmm. thus you get this many points. Um, That's, uh, that's how I grade. Um, But you know, it is a scam. <laughs> it's grading yeah. is a scam. I absolutely agree. And, and, you know, as someone who was obsessed with my grades, um, partially because that was expected of me to get good grades and, um, you know, there was pressure on me to get the grades, um, the good grades. I, I think that it did a disservice in that, there were times when I really didn't understand something, but I knew it well enough to pass a test or to get a good grade on a test. Um, And like, and, and some of those things, it's like, I don't know that I needed to know them. I, who, I don't need to know what a logarithm is or what it does. I really honestly Mm -hmm. do not. Nothing, (laughs) nothing in my world matters. (laughs) Nothing in my world that matters is based on whether or not I know what a logarithm is. Mm -hmm. Um, but also, I don't know what a logarithm is. Couldn't tell you at this point. Yeah. I mean, I did know at one point. Yeah. I mean, I guess our obsession with grades, I personally feel like it doesn't 
reinforce in us that knowledge, the thirst for knowledge should be your own personal journey, you know? And I think that like our obsession with getting good grades, like you said, makes it so that you're trying to get this thing that is made up (laughs) instead of trying to get this thing like to, to reinforce in you that like, if you're curious about something, go and learn about that, you know, go find Mm -hmm. out about that. Like, you know, like, and I, I definitely have seen that in people that like this idea that it's like, well, I got to get a good grade. I'm, or I like school. I like getting good grades. And it's like, well, but do you like the thirst for knowledge? I don't know. I'm just different. I'm more hippie like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, No, 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 totally. And I think like, I think like looking at someone like Pacey, like, Hey, this is a person who like, knows how to survive knows how to well, remember when he read that whole book about running a campaign right right who who knows how to get what he wants to get done done when he wants to get it done but like isn't you know isn't a school person and like that's not a bad thing i totally agree so to me, it's a failure on the school that he's failing, honestly, because we look at him and we know like, do I like I, I like I said, I think grades are made up. But in the fact that grades are made up, do I think Pacey should be a straight A student? No, I don't. He doesn't give in to all of the things that make you a straight A student. Like I said, I always got like, quote, good grades because a teacher could call on me. and I knew the answer. And that's what mm-hmm. teachers like. You know, mm-hmm. they want to know who in the room they can call on and knows the answer. And that was always like a weird position to be in but that is the position I had Um, as a result they give you extra points because they can rely on you for that so I could slack off in other ways and still get an A I always Mm -hmm. knew that you know that's Mm -hmm. not Pacey's vibe he doesn't give in to this construct this made-up idea of schooling and grades so he would never get those grades but do I think he should be failing No, 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 that's so ridiculous. And that's not a mark on him. That is a mark on the community and the school. That is a problem of the school. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you, Tamara. And thank you, Lori and Heather for sharing about chipped beef. (laughs) Yeah, no, seriously. No, seriously. Again, and I'm, I apologize for going too hard on that without um, (laughs) letting you know how I really feel about food. I know. And Um, I posted our text messages on our Instagram (laughs) or on our Twitter where we were like, ah, so gross. So gross. Yeah. I mean, but you know, like whatever we eat shit that everyone else thinks is gross. So that's fine. Yeah. To each their own. The number of times I eat lentils probably grosses people out, but whatever. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here, making space mm-hmm. with us. Um, thank you everyone for your emails. Uh, yeah. It's a wild time to be alive, but we're trying to make it. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. Yep. Defund the police. Yep. yep. Gosh, I had some interesting encounters with the Particularly police. Particularly the LAPD this week. We've got to. <laughs> yeah. So on that note, I'm going to say housing is a human right. Yeah. Uh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. What we do in America is truly hideous, uh, criminalizing poor people. Uh, yeah. We stand with the farmers in India. Stop Asian hate. Mm-hmm. Like, can we just make a better world? I think we can do it. We just let's try. <laughs> Absolutely. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. 
You can email us, DawsonsCritique at gmail.com. Uh, we want to shout our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at GoFreakingCrazy. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley, which reminds me, I want to just put this out there right now. I'm going to be going on a road trip. Mm-hmm. Should we do a meetup? Maybe Austin. I'm going to be in Austin and I'm going to be in Brooklyn. If that sounds something that might you might be interested in, start emailing me and maybe we can sort something out. Like in I'll June. FaceTime. Yeah. You can just yeah, see my exactly. face. Like maybe in June. So mm-hmm. Austin, Brooklyn, maybe. So if that's interesting to you, um, let us know. And you can follow my Instagram if you want to see me traveling in my van. <laughs> 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 if that's interesting to you. Uh, we have merch. Dawson or bit.ly slash Dawson's critique. And as always, you can order our book. I remember everything life lessons from Dawson's um, Creek uh, available wherever you get your books. I did get confirmed. It's now available back again in Mexico. So. Oh, good. That's amazing. Yeah. Good. Uh, let's shout out to unabridged bookstore in Chicago, Illinois, which is a great sort of queer bookstore um, that I, I mean, it's a general bookstore, but it's in Boys Town. It's focused on the queer um, of it all. And they are a lovely bookstore in Chicago, Illinois. I love um, stopping there whenever I go. So let's shout out them. Please like a subscribe, write a review wherever it is you get your podcasts. Um, thank you to those of you who have done that. It helps us immensely when you do and we really appreciate it. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Pesty1079. We would like to thank, as always, Andrew Bush, who records us in the best of times. <laughs> right now is the worst of times, and he's not doing it. But hopefully someday soon, <laughs> we will be able to uh, record with him again. Um, Rarebird books can be found online at rarebirdlit.com or on the interwebs at rarebirdlit. This has been a Rarebird production. I don't want to wait. To be over